I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours. Right now, at least a thousand people are still missing as the deadly wildfires burn. Breaking news anchor Megan Mitchell joins us from the newsroom with the latest from overnight. Okay, Megan, officials say they do expect that death toll to rise. Yeah, Kara, and this morning we know that 55 people have died in this fire. Officials even saying they barely began the process for looking for survivors here. The devastation is overwhelming. Fight in November to protect our parental rights against the ACLU. A lot of individuals today may have come out and voted just on a single issue of abortion, but it's way more than abortion. It's truly about parental rights, and we are under attack in Ohio. And I think Ohioans are going to continue to wake up and realize that our moral compass and our families and our small businesses and our children are being attacked by the outside groups. What the world's gotten to for people like me People like you wish I could just wake up and it not be true. headline news with resistance chicks for your hosts leah and michelle it has been a wild week not only for us but in the news yeah we've been up in columbus covering dr sherry tenpenny's medical license revocal we have been talking about issue one here in ohio we're going to tell you guys a little bit about that in our after show but today right here on brighteon we're going to talk about we've got these massive wildfires in maui yeah there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around about that about 53 people are dead minimum they haven't even started looking for people really yeah yeah, a thousand people are missing at least. And then we've got what's going on with Twitter censorship. Yeah, well, uh, we have the Twitter, one of the Twitter CEOs coming out saying we're going to have freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. Okay, so then we've got, um, wait, I am so confused. The FBI had multiple offices that were targeting Catholics. Yeah, well, we know that the FBI was targeting Catholics. Right. Chris, Christopher Way was grilled on that. Multiple offices. But he said it was an isolated incident, and now it's multiple offices. Okay, so, so he lied. So then we've got the Biden family Biden. Uh, shell companies. We're going to get into that and so much more right after these messages. Don't go anywhere. It's going to be a hot show for this week's headline news. We'll see. Mm. Mike Adams. You know, normally when we hear about wildfires, they're in places of, you know, massive forests and lots of trees in all of the same old, same old places. Yeah. You don't normally hear about wildfires in coastal towns right in hawaii and you know you wouldn't and you haven't historically so we're going to cover i don't know if you guys know this and and you'd be forgiven for not knowing because there's so much going on that the media would rather cover trump's indictments than the fact that a uh whole town in maui uh lahina i don't exactly how to say that lahina lahina uh has been completely wiped off the map like totally and utterly destroyed the um the governor, Josh Green, said that there is no doubt everyone would describe this as though a bomb hit Lahina. 
It looks like total devastation. Buildings that we've all enjoyed and celebrated together for decades, for generations, are completely destroyed. It, it, I mean, smoldering still. Only a few stone buildings are still partially up. Looks to me that about 80% of Lahina is gone. People were stuck in their cars. Uh, people had to try to get to the ocean. But I've got a video of a guy who said that he tried to get to the ocean, um, but some people were with him. And because of the ash, kind of there was like a wall, and even the ocean was on fire. Wow. So you couldn't even get to the water. Wow. Right? And I've got some devastating um, film for you guys today, a little bit of that. And then in our after show, I've got a little bit more. But before I show you the video, what's really interesting is there is something about this. So... You used to get your pineapples and a lot of your sugar cane from Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And Hawaii was known as an agricultural state. Yeah. And people farmed for a living in these giant kind of plantations, right? Fruit plantations, sugar cane. Plantation plantations. doesn't mean slavery, by the right. way. It's exactly. So since other countries have, they have cheaper labor, mm -hmm. so like the Philippines, Thailand... They've been producing pineapples cheaper. You think about you go to a store. They can undercut the How prices. How come pineapples are two fifty? They shouldn't be. They, they come, come. They don't yeah. come. They're they're not. I don't even think they're grown in South America. Like I don't I don't think they do because they all come from like these trop more tropical regions. I don't I don't know. You guys can can correct me if I'm wrong. But Hawaii stopped growing the sugarcane and stopped growing the pineapples. Mm -hmm. So there are these giant swaths of land that mm -hmm. have non-native grass. And this non-native grass is highly combustible. Shoot. And it's filled up all of these vacant farms, thousands of acres, thousands of acres of just ready to light up things. Hawaii never had had, had wildfires until they stopped farming. Mm. Until Hawaii stopped farming, they never had fires because there was nothing there. If you go out in my farm right now, if you go out, there's nothing to catch on fire. Nothing. It will literally stop a fire because it's dirt and greenery. And we know the greenery obviously doesn't, it's not combustible. But these non-native grasses are like self-producing and they're spreading and it, they've taken over all these farms. So I have an answer for them, which is farm. But I also say that nature will fight back. Nature will Do fight back. Do you think it's nature? I think, I think um, when you aren't doing with the creation what God's called you to do, then creation fights back. So it's like, I don't want to say that this fire fire is a curse. What I want... So that's I'm not why saying curse. I'm saying direct energy beam. I mean, there's literal no. footage of like that. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm just saying there's this, a possibility that this fire was started on purpose. It doesn't matter. It wouldn't have been able to go anywhere. Exactly. That's a really so good So what I'm saying is that there's... there were <laughs> That's the whole point. The whole point. If somebody doesn't... Okay, somebody could have started it. I get you what you're saying. But there's no forced... Yeah. Here that caught on fire. Right. These were the non-native grasses catching fire on all of these plantations on Maui. Maui is now a vacation resort place. Yeah. Maui is now a place where large, like Owen Wilson, Oprah, uh, Jeff Bezos, all these people have houses and they've bought up all these plantations, but they're not farming them. Like I said, dirt doesn't catch on fire. Okay. Dirt doesn't spread fire. The well, normally water doesn't catch on fire either. Just saying, if it gets hot enough. Well, yeah, they got hot enough because of the combustible material. It spread right. only through, only through the uh, the non-native grasses right. that are on the plantation. That's, That's that, It's it's very simple. Mm -hmm. It's it's 
it, they didn't have fires before. They have fires now because they're not farming doing what God's called them to do. But it burned up an entire city. Yeah, because these these combustible materials all around the town, you know, around the town caught fire to these combust more combustible materials, gas lines, I believe, uh, electricity, you know, cars blowing up, and then that that pushes it, and they're right there on the ocean. It's a coastal town, right? And so it pushes it all towards the the ocean there. But some people did actually survive in the water. So let's uh, roll this clip. We're continuing to follow breaking news in Hawaii. Right now, at least a thousand people are still missing as the deadly wildfires burn. Breaking news anchor Megan Mitchell joins us from the newsroom with the latest from overnight. Okay, Megan, officials say they do expect that death toll to rise. Yeah, Kara, and this morning we know that 55 people have died in this fire. Officials even saying they've barely began the process for looking for survivors here. The devastation is overwhelming. The governor there even saying that it looked like a bomb went off. Images of an island paradise, palm trees, sailboats, buildings, all up in flames. At least a thousand structures burned down. Block after block, houses are burnt to a crisp, almost looking like ruins of what was just a few days ago, a colorful vacation and residential community. There is a shortage of water. There's a shortage of power. It's out for more than 11,000 people, and it could take weeks to get it back. President Biden has approved a disaster declaration that gives federal funding to victims and the rebuilding process. But in the meantime, take a listen to what FEMA says they have to do to try and get survivors. The challenges that we're going to face is that it's, you know, limited in our ability to where we can put people because it is isolated as an island. And some hopeful news this morning, if just a little bit, Maui County officials say overnight, 80% of those wildfires were contained. But those dry, those windy conditions are still a threat to the island. Kara? Wow. Yeah, so some people went to the, went to the ocean there. You yeah. would. I mean, that's what I would do. You go and find water. As a matter of fact, when you watch films about, you know, forest fire fighters, they will, they, part of their training is to go and find the, find water, to get in the water. Um, so the fact that, I mean, look at this devastation. That is just, yeah. I'm the, literally, I, I can't even, and, and you know what I find also really interesting is the wind, the high wind that comes with these types of fires, it's not just the actual wind itself, but the fires kind of create a wind and then that causes it, it's exponential there at Yeah, that point. so yeah, you've got 80% pretty much of their downtown uh, Look at those trees. to the ground. I mean, this is well, just... actually with that, that is the miracle. That um, is it like a, what, thousand year old tree or whatever, It's and it oh. didn't burn. But the leaves look like they're all gone. I don't know, but the tree didn't burn. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. The tree did not burn. Wow. God, God saved the tree. So all the, the fires seemingly are contained, mm -hmm. but it's like contained as in there's nowhere else for it to go. No, no, It could no, have gone somewhere because yeah. I'm like, Maui, it burned a whole town. A town, but Maui is Maui itself island. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll see it, it. If you bring up a map, you can kind of see like the different areas. Like it's right here, but Maui is a pretty, mm -hmm. big, pretty big area. Right. Yeah, so Oprah was fine. She went down to the shelter, started handing out pillows. No, she didn't. Is that yeah. a joke? Yeah, she took them out of bed. She was literally everything. there. Yeah, she's during there. the fires. I guess so. Okay. She lives on top of a hill. She's got a big plantation. She's a little plantation owner. Leah. She is. That's what she is.
All right, so the ADL is exposed for censorship. Yeah, so, um, you know, when Elon Musk took over Twitter, <laughs> he's playing good cop, bad cop. cop. Don't trust and he him. he wants to be able to say what he wants to be able to say, and I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Uh, I think I sent you guys, I sent it to Scott Casterson. I didn't bring it up for the show, but I can just tell you they're working on a uh, a brain chip. Elon Musk and Peter Thiel. Stop with the brain trip. trip tip, 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 tip. I can't even yeah. say it. The brain chips. Yeah. Stop it. We don't want chips anywhere in our body. We want them in bags and we want them crunchy and we want them with oil. That is all. That is how we want our chips. We don't want them inserted under our skin or in our brain. Stop messing with the brain. These people need a lobotomy themselves. Yeah, so um, I'm not sure which one I've got, but I do know there was an article I sent to Scott that said Peter Thiel and uh, Elon Musk are actually joining together mm-hmm. to work on the Neuralink. Stop with the Neuralink. I'm t- guys, it's Tower of Babel. And so, you know what happened to Tower of Babel, by the way? Elon, do you remember? Elon Musk want Twitter, wants Twitter to be your everything. He wants to be where you go to bank, where you go for everything. And, and he's trying to rival, I think. Um, Google. Well, yeah. Well, I think he was trying to rival what um, Facebook tried to be. Meta. And then Facebook tried to change its name to Meta. And I refuse to call Twitter X. I'm not going to do it. It's Twitter. Throw your X out the window. It's stupid. It's ugly. It's dark. It's black. And I'm not calling it. I, you know what? Actually, what the little blue bird did bring a little happiness blue to bird everybody. Ha- blue bird yeah. of happiness. I didn't think. There it goes. Oh, oh, think oh. of bananas. <laughs> oh, you didn't think sorry, of bananas. Didn't. That's so gross live on television. I know. So I'm so sorry. What Can't do real that. news anchors do? I don't know. What do they do? They must have a signal like pan to the other guy. Okay. Pan to the other guy. Uh, yeah, so, but they took the bluebird of happiness from Twitter. Yeah. And he created, and he changed it out for this dark X. It's so demonic. It's so crazy. But um, in X, Twitter, whatever world, they're still censoring. And they're censoring big time. I asked to have again. my One two Twitters time. given back to me, and they said no. This is a they therapy session for you every time you tell it. No, it's not. I just need people to know that, like, Chloe Cole had said, just make another account. And I refuse to make another account. I've it got would my... be your fourth account, by the way. Yeah, because the one I have right now has completely limited reach, and I'm not paying for a stupid checkmark. I would have paid for the checkmark if they'd given me my other accounts back that had, you know, a significant following. Uh, but the ADL was caught uh, talking about how they censor us, but here's what they do. And I think this is kind of what happened to us. They remove you from some platforms, but they recognize that they don't want you to go to the dark hole. So they limit your reach on some other platforms. So they literally will target people, okay, and get the, get like YouTube to get to kick them off or Facebook to kick them off. And there are some people that don't have a Facebook. Then they have a YouTube because this is how they work. They, I don't stay up at night trying to figure out how to manipulate and control the way people think and act and speak. But they do. But they do. Let's roll this clip. How are you guys? Good. Seem cool? Trying to. Oh my yeah. God. So I am the director of development. Oh. Yeah, and I'm the community manager for Arizona. Gotcha. So, right, you kick people off of some of these platforms like Twitter or Facebook, and then they go to all these different platforms. Yeah. And so it's kind of this balance of like keeping some of these spaces safe, but also not having them grow into this like dark, Yeah. And so it's this really interesting balance that 
Staggeringly, they take it down. And that reducing that hateful content from being seen is one of the best examples how X is committed to encouraging healthy behavior online. And today, I can confidently sit in front of you and say that 99.9% of all posted impressions are healthy. How do you define healthy, though? Is porn healthy? Are conspiracy theories healthy? You know, it goes back to my point about our success with freedom of speech, not reach. And if it's, if it is lawful, but it's awful, it's extraordinarily difficult for you to see it. But how many millions of people follow Kanye West? Lawful, but awful. And he's allowed back on. You know, Kanye, who hasn't rejoined the platform yet, but is planning to do so, um, will operate within the very specific policies that we have established, that we're clear on, that everyone who's watching this or listening on spaces can access themselves. And we have an extraordinary team of people who are overseeing hands-on keyboards, monitoring all day, every day, to make sure that that 99.99% of impressions um, remain at that number. But we also have to remember what's at the core of free expression. You might not agree with what everyone is saying. We want to make it a healthy debate and discourse, but free expression at its core will really, really only survive when someone you don't agree with says something you don't agree with. And what a great place we would live in if we were able to return to a healthy, constructive discourse amongst people that we don't agree with. So oh, it sounds good. And then here's the problem with like, she sounded good with that. Oh, yeah, but yeah, but Liz, what is she really saying? So she's the ex-CEO, which really makes no sense because when people say ex-CEO, they think former CEO. So right. the stupid ex is stupid. CEO of so X. So Twitter CEO, Linda Yaccarino. Yaccarino. Yaccarino, sorry. She just uh, yacked away. We've uh, introduced a new policy called the freedom of speech, not freedom of reach. If you're going to post something that is lawful but awful, it's going to be uh, get labeled and you will get de-amplified. Twitter is now officially and explicitly a censorship platform. So, so they, you know, they already did that, by the way. It was called shadow banning. Yeah. Where they would allow you so to post, like, yeah. but then you didn't actually get to reach anyone. Yeah. So, which is not freedom of speech. I'm sorry. Yeah. So what exactly is awful enough to result in being demoted on Twitter? I guess this explains why so many of us are having huge shadow ban issues without even knowing why our posts are being intentionally squashed. Yakarino says, since acquisition, 
we have built brand safety and content moderation tools that have never existed before at, at this company. In other words, the censorship capabilities of Twitter are higher than they were previously at Twitter. Higher. Can you believe that? Okay, so it's it's crazy because I know that I'm not the only one. I have, <laughs> some people say, build up your following on Twitter. Well, they have a feature that if you um, get banned by somebody, like they, they, or they muted or whatever, muted or whatever, what they do will just shut you up to, to not. If someone mutes you so they don't have to see your stuff. Well, muting is different. I think block. So blocking. So people block you, then you're automatically like in the basement, like you're a stupid person. So I have been blocked by several people because of uh, a conversation. Now, I believe every conversation I've had was healthy conversation, but because other people can't handle debate and br people bringing facts, I, I usually get blocked by people saying that women can't preach. Uh, so they just block me and they say, well, women, women don't preach. So I'm just going to block so I'm gonna you. stop you. Yeah, so I'm stuck uh, at like 260 followers on Twitter, and I have been since um, for a very long time. But the bottom line of this, really, when we're talking about Twitter and Elon Musk, is so many people, and Lee and I were not amongst them, when Elon Musk bought Twitter, we're like, oh my gosh, Elon Musk is going to save free speech. Tucker Carlson talked about it. Like everybody, even to this day, there are people that still think that Elon Musk is the dude and he is going to restore this republic. He is in on it. He is, I mean, this this entire, he is not about free speech. He has chosen. He has chosen ones. He has chosen ones on the right that he allows to reach people. Candace Owens, Mike Cernovich, and a handful of people. And if you go against, like, honestly, uh, if you post against Andrew Tate, then you're going to probably be shadow banned because he likes Andrew Tate. Right. And it's he, he paid $40 billion. Well, he didn't. You know, he got some money. To have his own curated platform. To what he wants to hear yeah. and who he wants to hear and who he wants to What he agrees with, with which, which, frankly, I don't have a problem with that. So then you don't get immunity anymore. You are now a publisher. Yeah. Okay. It's like Lee and Michelle, we say what we want to say, but we don't have immunity. So speaking of that, this week, yesterday, uh, the court heard oral arguments in the Missouri versus Biden case. So uh, Jay uh, Badakara says the Missouri versus Biden censorship case got its day in court today. And that was yesterday. The Biden administration argued this, that COVID pandemic gives it the right to violate the First Amendment. So you can censor speech. Wow. And it has the right to censor even true speech, criticizing its position. The oral arguments today uh, are saying that that the uh, they, they have the ability to do that. So a couple of audio clips from today's oral argument uh, with the Fifth District Court of Appeals, the case that uh, alleges the federal government uh, was censoring speech. Isn't it true, though, that Time and again, what government at first may label misinformation or disinformation or malinformation, always with great fervor and certitude and indignation, is sometimes, lo and behold, vindicated as true information. The judge asked whether it affected the argument if the government was intentionally lying. She brought up the Great Barrington Declaration as an example of the feds allegedly trying to suppress information just because it didn't fit their narrative. This is big. Favorite part so, hard, so far, somebody says, government lawyer. No threats were made to social media companies. Judge says, does there have to be an outright or else? 
we've all seen movies where the mob doesn't outright say a thing, but due to the long relationships, everybody knows what they mean. Same judge. I'm certainly not equating the federal government with organized crime. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, that's so great. I love it so much. Okay, so you know where we don't have censorship. The Brideon Network, Brideon Social, Brideon.com, Brideon.tv is where you can go to speak freely and to share all kinds of opinions. That's what we love about the Brighteon Network. And how do we support the Brighteon Network, Leah? Go to Leah? the store. Go to brighteonstore.com and use promo code CHICKS. And not only will you get healthy products that Mike Adams literally goes over with a fine-tooth comb before it ends up in the Brighteon store, but you will be supporting this amazing so network. So they've got liposomal uh, glutathione. Now, our friend Matt introduced us to what liposomal means. Uh, it, what it does is they, they shake it all up. And it gets so that your body your can cells, receive so it. So your body can receive it. Yeah. Uh, you want to take life. You can actually make it at home, but it takes a lot of work. You got to get like a little jewelry cleaner. I don't know how you can make so, uh, the glutathione, though. I don't. Liposomal you glutathione. You can't. The same thing with powder. And I'm you, just saying. You, I like that they've already done it, it for you. So there's all kinds of things on the Brighton store. Go get yourself some freeze-dried organic strawberries and raspberries. Store them up for when the end of the world comes. Goes. And Manuka honey. Oh my gosh, that will be used as a uh, medical thing for you guys when the um, they put the when the S H T F there says. Yep. So speaking of amazing things. Listen to these messages from our sponsors and come right back. Don't go anywhere because that's so much more coming back right after this. So right before we came on, uh, I know some of you guys, if you guys are here at all and you're from Ohio or you were supporting Ohio issue one, I want to encourage you that the road is, um, road keeps going and we must <laughs> keep going forward. No, I'm not kidding you uh, because we do have the left coming at us oh, in, in Ohio, they've got a bill on the docket that will be voted on this November. This is an odd year to have a, have a vote. It's, it's an odd year. It's not a presidential year. It's not a governor, you know, governor's race. And they do these things on purpose. So hopefully there's lower turnout. And this, go ahead and tell them what is on the ballot in November. Honestly, it boils down to parental rights, in my humble opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but we they want to ensure reproductive freedom for all persons. Now you could say, well, that doesn't sound so bad, but it's such a broad bill it's written by people from California. It's such a broad bill that what can be um, surmised from that and what would hold up in a court of law means that any child could get an abortion without a without parental consent. So if a, a young girl is raped, then her rapist can come and, and take her and get an abortion. She can sign her own um, consent. consent form. And that includes not even recognizing that this could kill her. This procedure could actually cause death. Right. Right. And, uh, and then we've got the transgender stuff. So then kids could go and get sex changes and hormone blockers and all of that. And they could it sign their any own person consent has forms. a right to it. Reproductive freedom. Rights. Yeah, and freedoms. Well, that includes hormone treatments for 12, or 12 and 13 year olds. So your ki your kid's school counselor could literally take them to the doctor. They could start putting them on hormone blockers and you would be none the wiser and they would be able to sign their own consent form. So um, here's the deal. Somebody on the left posted this and I an abortion up to birth, by the way, abortion up to birth. Somebody on the left posted uh, this. Me, this meme, and it's Teddy Roosevelt at the Ohio Constitutional Convention in 1912. I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Because in my spirit, listen, I'm going to tell you guys something. 
I kept saying that the progressives changed because it was Ohio law. Everybody keeps saying this has been Ohio law for 111 years. Why change it? It's good. Well, my spirit told me that progressives changed it to usher in democracy because I saw the first things that were changed, like women's right to vote and minimum wage and kind of like the first things that they did. I, I just knew it was progress. I knew it was Democrats. I want to give a recap for our viewers that have no idea what we're talking about. So what the left is trying to put on the ballot in November is what I just described. This past Tuesday in Ohio, in an effort to stop that, we proposed to make the changing of our constitution um, and raising the threshold of that from a 50% plus one person majority to 60% plus one majority, meaning that 60% of the Ohio population had to vote if we were to amend our constitution, which makes all the sense in the world because it never should have been dropped to the 50% plus one, which is what Leah's talking about. It was the so, progressives in 1912 that dropped that threshold. And then they started ramming through all of these radical amendments to the Ohio Constitution. My spirit told me and my intellect told me just by reading some of the first bills that were passed. I read through the bills that were passed. Our, our Constitution has been changed 172 times. Why is that? That's our crazy. Our Ohio Constitution, the federal Constitution, has only been changed 27 times because it is extremely difficult to change the federal Constitution as it should be for every Constitution. Okay, so I'm going to read this. Go ahead. Okay. All right, so here's a quote from Teddy Roosevelt. In 1912, when they're changing this and lowering the threshold to change the Constitution to a 50% plus one. I believe in pure democracy. With Lincoln, <laughs> liar, I hold that this country with its institutions belongs to the people who inhabit it. Like your representative government doesn't do that. Whenever they shall grow weary of the existing government, they can exercise their constitutional right to amend it. Now watch these wordings here. We progressives believe that people have the right, the power, and the duty to protect themselves and their own welfare, that human rights are supreme over all other rights, that wealth should be the servant, not the master of the people. Now, I went to go check that out. I, I Somebody posted that as a meme. And so I have. A Charter of Democracy, Teddy Roosevelt's speech to the 1912 Ohio Constitutional Convention. Teddy Roosevelt was a progressive, a leftist, radical progressive, ushering in like worker rights and democracy. Now, you know that you cannot have a constitution in a democracy at the same time. Exactly, because your constitution is an immutable document that does not change. A democracy makes it so that anything can be changed willy-nilly and it doesn't hold to any standard whatsoever. It's literally what the people vote is what gets changed. So Teddy Roosevelt here is doing a spin. It's a communist type spin, right? The people, wealth, the powerful, the rich, which right. is just who you are. And I know a lot of people think Teddy was a great guy. Teddy was a, a lefty progressive. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he actually, you know, he ran for president a second time and he, and he, Woodrow Wilson was even more progressive and even more crazy. Uh, we got him instead. You know, uh, the 1900s were a really bad time for America and for the leftist agenda that came through. And so if we had just been posting that meme of Teddy Roosevelt, and, and highlighting the words, we progressives, then I could look the conservatives in the eye and say, how in the world 
are you on the same side as progressives, the ACLU, Hillary Clinton? Now, they are staying true. The left the stays communist true. Party. It's the, the com communist party. The left stays true to their principles. They only have some, some, some that pull them a little bit farther left. The right staying true to principles regardless of who instituted the principles. So because Ohio's had it for 11, 111 years, it must be good. No, this was a perfect opportunity for Ohioans to throw off the progressive agenda that was enacted into our constitution years ago. And because the progressives are again coming to attack, guess what? This is, this is literally 100 years to the day. They in, uh, uh, well, 100 and, um, 110 years to the day, 110 years to the day from that constitutional uh, convention, they wanted to come after us again. They were eyeing Ohio again. The progressive eyed Ohio in 1912 and they got through. And everybody, nobody was no the wiser. What else happened in 1912, Michelle? The Federal Reserve. What else happened in 1912? The Depression. No, that was 1929. The income tax. The income tax, excuse me. Okay, so I'm still stuck on, I'm literally working through my head what I'm going to say next about this issue one. So keep, go ahead. keep going. Guys, when they lowered the threshold from a 60% to 50% plus one, it is the epitome of democracy, which we do not have. And if you're watching the Brighton Network, you should know that we do not have a democracy. We have a constitutional republic. So a constitution, you just said this was so key, Leah, and that's what caused my, caused my brain to go thinking. A constitution and a democracy cannot go hand in hand. So since they couldn't get rid of the constitution, they made the constitution null and void, null and void by bringing in this 50% plus one that they can just change it whenever they want. So a constitution is something that is supposed to be solid like a rock and very difficult to change because we need to make sure that you have inalienable rights before God. But if they can go and they can just vote away your inalienable rights, then there is no reason to have a constitution whatsoever. And a 50% plus one vote to, ch to amend the constitution is saying we might as well not even have a constitution at all. Yeah, John Adams said, remember democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes ex waste and exhausts and murder murders itself. There never was a democracy yet that did not commit suicide. It is in vain to say that democracy is less vain, less proud, less selfish, less ambitious, or less of ours than aristocracy and monarchy. Exactly. So the people are saying, I know best, I know best. No, we have a representative government and it's laid out in the Old Testament. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on our, on, on our second half of our show, but I want to bring you some good news. Okay. So there's a song out. It's called um, Rich Men North of Richmond, written by a man named Oliver Anthony. And I'm going to play some of his songs on our second half of our show. Uh, and I'm actually really excited to do this because uh, it's it's kind of, he puts into a folksy words, kind of what we're all feeling right now. Did you bleep right out now. all the curse words? I bleeped them out for this clip. Okay, good. Yeah, there's a couple. Um, yeah, it's but he, he this song has gone viral. Mm -hmm. John Rich has said he will produce his album. Matt Walsh says when he puts together his album, I'll put it on all my platforms. It's going viral, having millions of views. And I'm going to show you the snippet and you'll see why. Well, I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for both days, so I can sit out here and waste my life away. Drag back home and drown my troubles away It's a damn shame 
What the world's gotten to For people like me People like you Wish I could just wake up And it not be true But it is Oh it is Living in the new world With an old soul There's rich men north or rich men Lord knows it all Just wanna have total control Wanna know what you think Wanna know what you do And they don't think you know But I know that you do Cause your dollar ain't And it's taxed to no end Look out for miners, and not just miners on an island somewhere. What? That's a steel guitar. That is, and, and I love. Did you hear the last line? Look, uh, look out for miners, not just for miners on an island somewhere. It's Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. So, th the fact that he takes this kind of like you just have goosebumps when you listen to the mm -hmm. the musicality of it. Yeah, and that because we we're missing that kind of folksy music back in America again, mm -hmm. and the fact that he's bringing that back with lyrics that really touch people's right hearts. to the heart. It was, I mean, it's so, amazing. I could listen to that song over again. I don't even oh, like curse words. I literally like spent an hour today going through his songs and just listening to them. And they, he's a storyteller, and he's not a perfect person. And I believed out a couple curse words. And it actually sounds good with the curse words, but you have to redo re it in your head because I don't want to curse. I don't want to say the word, uh, but he does. And, and he's got it, the songs mean something. And he a, a month ago, he this is kind of a cool story. He was an alcoholic. Wow. And a month ago, he told God, he said, if you make my dreams come true about um, like my musicality dreams, I'm going to live for you. And so he made this kind of deal with God a month ago. He hasn't, hasn't drank. He hasn't drank in a month. He hasn't. Ah, he's sober for a month. He's that's been awesome. <laughs> but that's a big deal. No, it is. He's made this deal with God, right? And how fast God answered it. Like and that's fast, crazy. And how fast God answered it. And um, many of the other songs that he have are they all kind of tell a story. So, but he lives on a um, he lives off grid on ninety acres. Wow. In the middle of Virginia, and. He's got these dogs. He's got these like four dogs that run around off leash everywhere he goes. So he's got a YouTube channel? He has a YouTube channel. It's called Oliver Anthony Music. And you can see him there um, running with his dogs, bush hogging. He's got chickens. And so he like he's the real deal is what yeah. I meant to say. Like he's the real deal. And he has money uh, or he has songs about money. He talks about rich man. There's one of his dogs there's, right there. There's a song he's got about a uh, rich man's gold. And he says, you know, um, you could have. All the all the money in the world, but really you just need um, a cabin in a creek and a good person to love. And it's just it, it's just kind of that old old timey feel mm -hmm. and getting back to the roots. So that song has gone viral, and I'm 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 happy to bring it to you guys in the midst of all the the craziness. Um, he says the words are, I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime pay for blank pay, so I can sit here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. Um, and in some of those other lyrics, he talks about, he says, um, like it's almost like a song, almost kind of like suicide, almost like, I don't want to be here anymore. He's like, it's a song, like, I don't want to wake up anymore. Yeah. And he said, I didn't used to feel this way. Whoa. I didn't used to feel this way. I used to want to get up every day, but now with everything that's going on, I don't even want to get up every day. And I think that this, when you, the songs are designed to get a truth out and they're healing. So when you can say them 
and you can sing them. Then they hold. Then the word. Then the actual fact behind the lyrics loses its power. And especially because he's singing a song that a lot of people are feeling. We just went to the grocery store. Yesterday. Oh my gosh, I'm feeling it. Right? We don't go to the grocery store that often because we do so much here at home. We so when we do go, it's kind of like the old fashioned. We we take the wagon. To the, you know what I mean? Oh, and we bring home non-supplies. They're, but they're all, yeah, exactly. They're all the cheats. All the cheats. Yeah, we bring things. home all the cheats. Speaking I of, may have brought home some potato chips. You might have. Uh, speaking of cheats, the FBI has been cheating. I'm going to pull this clip about uh, the FBI being caught, uh, again, lying and then double lying and tripling down on their lies. Let's, let's see this. Now is Mark Houck, who is a pro-life activist whose home was raided by the FBI last September He's also running for Congress in Pennsylvania. Uh, Mark, good for you. Uh, does this surprise you, given your own experience? And what do you think should happen at this point to Chris Ray? First of all, I'm a Roman Catholic. I don't know who they're talking about, these traditional radical Catholics. I guess they're just people who believe in Roman Catholicism at this point. Yeah. Well, it's obvious to me two things are happening here, Laura. The first thing is D Director Ray is not doing his own personal investigation uh, as it pertains to my situation, because I was raided by the FBI, surprised I wasn't shot like Mr. Robinson, and he did not do a personal investigation as it pertains to the Richmond memo. Or the second thing, he flat out perjured himself before the oversight committee. Either way, he it's clear that DOJ is targeting people of faith and declaring them enemies of the state. Without objection. Director, what's the difference between a traditional Catholic and a radical traditional Catholic? Uh, I'm not a, an expert on the, the Catholic uh, orders. Well, your FBI wrote a memo talking about radical traditional Catholics. I'm just wondering if you could define it for us. Well, what I can tell you is you're referring to the Richmond product, which was a single product by a single field office, which as soon as I found out about it, I was aghast and ordered it withdrawn and removed from FBI systems. You were aghast. Then why won't you let us talk to the people who put it together? We are working on finishing an internal review into what happened We have there. to wait. The, we, the Congress, and the American people have to wait until you do an internal review. It's not a criminal investigation going on here. An internal review before we can talk to the people who wrote this? We, when we finish our internal review, which will be very soon, we will come, come back idea before the committee in America? and provide a briefing on what we found. Well, we appreciate the we briefing, can... but we want to talk to the people who wrote it. Any idea we... how many Catholics there are in America, Director? Uh, no, sir. There's a lot, over 60 million. What percentage of those are radical traditional Catholics, according to the Richmond field office of the FBI? Again, that product is not something that I will defend or excuse. It's something that I thought was appalling and removed it. Let's liar, liar, pants on fire. So is, is Director Ray not the director of the FBI? No, I think he's been a puppet this whole time, honestly. You, oh, no, I think he knows exactly what's going on. No, I, but I, yes, he knows what's going on, but I still don't think that he's pulling. You can, when I look at this guy, I still see this kind of like wimpy, wet noodle that is just doing the bidding of who, you name them, right? Like, that's what I see when I look at, at and not saying that he's not corrupt and evil to the core and knows exactly what's going on. But what I am saying is that there are other people that are telling him what to do and he's just like, okay, forget it, I'm doing it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he knows exactly what he's doing and he's a compulsive liar. Yeah, he does, yeah, he does know exactly what he's doing. All right, so uh, we have a few minutes left. I want to share this uh, this clip with you about 
the Biden uh, crime family and their shell companies being exposed this week. Let's roll this clip. Closer look at who they are and where they come from. Chad. Bill, good morning. There are more than 20 firms that pop up which are associated with the Bidens. What exactly is Rosemont Seneca Partners or Rosemont Seneca Bohai? We asked a forensic accountant. The transaction from uh, Yelena Batarina, um, the Russian oligarch. If you look at the, the transaction itself, you'll see $3.5 million moving, coming inbound from Russia, and then it moves in two transactions uh, to Devin Archer and, and one of Hunter Biden's companies. That almost it, it dollar for dollar, that is signature of, uh, of a problem. Dubinsky says people sometimes create shell companies, then they transfer money through those firms. That makes it hard to track. I think it was um, uh, Seneca Thornton uh, Partners, if I have the name correctly. I think that was one of the uh, the top uh, tier, what I, when I call it top tier, you have layered companies. So usually there's one or two companies that start the transactions or that are controlling. And if you start with those and then follow it all the way down, that's where you'll start to get uh, more information. Dubinsky says the question to ask is what did these firms do? Did they provide a good? Did they provide a service? Did they make anything? The purpose of some of the firms was, quote, consulting. That's why Republicans believe the key service was access to the president. They didn't do anything. They used Joe Biden. And what we're seeing is Joe Biden actually provided things of value in return for that money. Republicans say bank records show payment to one firm, then a wire transfer to another firm, and then payment to, say, Hunter Biden. Bill? Thank you, Chad. Chad Pergram, more to come on that. Dana? Jonathan Turley is a Fox News contributor in here today. So it's interesting because we knew earlier in the campaign in 2020, he told Peter, Joe Biden told Peter Ducey, never talk business with my son. Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, about three weeks ago, changed the language. And she said Joe Biden has never been in business with his son. And then yesterday or two days ago with Jillian Turner, when our Fox News reporter asked, and again, she said, I've said it a million times. He was never in business with his son. Now we go back to Joe Biden, who finally took one question from Peter Ducey, though he said it was a lousy one. And Joe Biden says, um, I never talked business with my son. And. It, it might feel like that's splitting hairs, but that's a pretty distinct, as a distinction that has an important difference. Jonathan, that's my opinion. Looking for yours. <laughs> well, it does. I mean, this shows why the president prefers the Weather Channel. You know, that what Ducey was asking was going to the heart of the matter. It shows utter contempt for the American people, for the White House to say, uh, we've been saying this uh, constantly and then changing what they've been saying. The president said uh, repeatedly through the campaign and during his presidency that he had no knowledge of his, his son's foreign dealings, uh, that he didn't speak to any of his son's uh, associates. After his testimony, Devin Archer uh, swatted back on the spin being given by the White House and others and said it was categorically untrue that the president did not know about their business uh, dealings. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practiced to have shell companies to cover up our crimes. What were those companies doing? They had no value. It was literally just to... Could you imagine having to cover for all this stuff? Like, we got this money coming in. We got to pop up a company here and a company here. Like, how do you even keep track of it all?
Like you don't, it, it just feels like you're running at a million miles an hour and just hoping you don't crash. Yeah. Well, they crashed. They have crashed and you won't crash here on the Brighton Network. We'll see you guys next week. We love you. God loves you. God bless. Welcome back to Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's Friday, August 11th, 2023. And oh my gosh, have we had a jam-packed week, Leah. Do you know what I love? In the midst me. of all the craziness in this world. Your sister. You know what, what brings me comfort? Your sister. Knowing that I can take off my shoes and put on these really fancy my pillow slippers. I love them. They're and sandals. They're not slippers. They're they're sandals. And when I when I wear them, I feel like I'm walking on, on air. Air. Like I, I don't want to take them off. So they're like, you know how they like give you those anti-fatigue mats when you work at it's, a restaurant. It's literally or like walking on one of the best versions of those. I literally get giddy when I see them. I get to put my my pillow. I know. My flip-flops on right now. Now. Yeah. I think the flip-flops with the thong look way cooler. They do look but cooler. But I'm not a thong person. You can't have either, anything Either kind toes. of thong. Either. That was, you just went TMI but for I have the a great, whole But I have a great show. thong to play for you today. Do you know when the shows end, because I'm the little sister, that, that Leah will look at really me and she will give me like the... Today. Or behind the scenes, sometimes if I say something a little bit too much, I get a little nudge. And yet, the big sister, you just went and talked about thongs. I just said I don't wear either. Leah Faith. But I use floss in my teeth. What does that have to do with anything? that's the only time that you should have something. This is getting worse. It's getting worse. You know who else is digging a hole? Biden's. They're just waiting. Uh, and they here's the thing. You. Speaking about the other shooter drop. <laughs> wow. Bo-dum, bo-dum, well, okay. The tomatoes are going to be thrown. They <laughs> are coming. The the, the so today thing take you off the... Today, uh, if you didn't watch our Bright End segment, or if you're watching this back, then you just saw it. Uh, but if you didn't watch our Bright End segment, the last segment we uh, played was... Uh, Fox News clip where a forensic accountant breaks down the Biden cash flow. And he's like... he. There's like 20 different companies. And he's like, what's the purpose of these companies? Do they, do they make something? Do they make toys? Do they, he didn't say this is me. Do they, do they, are they a Hallmark store? Do they make some letters? Like, what do they do there? These, why do they, why are there so many? Because there's Rosemont Seneca, which is like the, the, the main yeah. company. And then it branches off like a family tree. Mm. And speaking of family trees, because this is going to go on the whole show. You, the whole show is just going to be one thing rolling right. It's like a game. <laughs> speaking of family trees, like that, it is like that one game and then it leads to another. So, it, and then it goes into family bank accounts of all the Bidens. So this one company goes through many companies and into the bank accounts of many family members. Okay. It's a beautiful thing. When you are part of the mob, it's a beautiful thing. Because your whole family is on the take because guess what? You have to keep them silent. Yo! Cousin Vinny, Hunter Biden over here, I know what you're doing. You got to cut me in. You got to cut me in or I'm going to the feds. <laughs> cut me in, bro. Okay, so you've got your 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 brother is is Joe Biden, right? Because the uncle's in on this. Hunter's uncle's in on you're, You know, what's, what's um, put it in the chat. What's Joe Biden's brother's name? Uh, he's in on, he's like, yo, Jim. Jim. It's probably Jim. Gotta Yo, be Jim and Joe. We grew up 
and Scranton together. Don't you love me, Joe? Okay. We're in this. We're in this to win it. I know all your secrets. I know they where you got the bodies buried. Accents like that, by but the way. But you do when you're in the mob. Okay, you do. I know where the bodies are buried, Joe. You got to cut me in, Joe. Wow. So they cut him in. And so the whole family's in on it, including the um, the daughter, Biden's daughter. Mm -hmm. Hil and was her name Hillary? No, wait. No. What's her name? Heather? Here's an H. Tell me. Tell me. Put, you guys, I'm having uh, brain. Mm -mm. Brain fog? It's just like a, it's like a missing. It's like a missing piece of computer information why do i have to know joe biden's crack addict daughter's name anyways like is that is make kimberly? me a better person no kimberly or something like no like but a normal name. but does that make me a better person somehow no i need to know what's in the constitution i don't need i just need to know that joe biden has a daughter who wrote in her daughter in her diary that she's like a prepudescent teenager showering with her dad thinking that i think that that was being i think i was i think i was molested yeah. Okay. So, and then she goes and she turns into a, a drug addict. That's all. That's all you need to know about her. You don't have to know her name. So we're breaking that down. So today, Ashley. 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 Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're gonna do Joe's brother. Joe Biden's brother. James. I told you it was and Jim. And Francis. I told you it was Jim. So it's Frank and Jim and Joe. They're those are mobster names. Oh, absolutely. Frank and Jim and Joe. Frankie. Hey, Frankie. Jim. Jimmy over there. Hey, Jimmy. And Joe. Joe. Frankie and Jimmy and Joe. Right. Well, today, Merrick Garland could smell that the House Oversight Committee was out for blood. They had the goods, and they've been dropping goods, okay? Mm -hmm. So they drop these financial records, which is how they know right. all these companies, right? So they drop all these records. And I think I got some clips up for y'all. Oh, boy. I got me some I got me some, some mobster clips, okay? It's, we're gonna, and we're, we are going to talk, speaking of more trees, the family trees, we will get to the forest, the, the, oh, excuse me, the wildfires. We are going to get to the wildfires. Yeah, we're starting with these guys because that's how we ended. If you bring up this one with Jonathan Turley, uh, bank records here. Uh, bank records show Hunter Biden Associates received payments from oligarchs when Joe Biden was VP. Now, here's the thing. Birds of a feather flock together. We know that because our chickens, they are racist. I don't know. I'm just we kidding. have baby chicks. We do. They're so cute. We hatched out baby chicks in an incubator. We've never done that before. We've only ever had. We messed it up. We chickens. opened up the lid. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell on myself. Ooh. Yeah, because a couple didn't make it. Because you got. This keep is the what happens when you think you're a professional at something, but you're not. Because we've been raising out baby chicks, and you thought you could for put a years. towel in there to keep them soft, but the towel. Was I don't know up that the, the towel soaked up the moisture. Because if the towel had been in there in time, like if I had put it in there a little moist, I don't think the towel was soaking up the moisture. But then, no, but they had, the, the machine needed to keep rolling the other ones. You were rolling them manually. They needed to keep rolling. The machine rolls. It's and plastic. Them. I don't want those baby chicks to hatch out on plastic. But now you know you needed to. A paper towel. Yeah. Well. Anyway, I, we have five new fresh baby chicks. Yeah. Yeah. That's and they're awesome. really cute. And, and you know what? I was but asked our if chickens, the chick cam is coming back. Oh, I know. I need to You're go. You're going to bring them in the basement again? You can. No, not the whole thing. No, because they are loud but they're so cute they're on the deck they're on the porch anyways our chickens will will flock together the, the breeds basically it's not really color is it as much as breeds uh will go together so speaking of that let's roll this clip with jonathan turley when you know an oligarch and you know a mobster they're the same an oligarch a mobster you look them in the eye they just know 
So they're uh, getting money from oligarchs, Russian oligarchs, by the way. Did you know the, the, that the Russian oligarch that the Bidens got $3.5 million from is like one of the only ones not on the sanction list? Oh, dear God. We're now up to $20 million coming from sources from Romania, Ukraine, Russia, China, Uzbekistan. All of these are highly corrupt figures that are giving millions of dollars that are going to the Biden children, even grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And the result has been overwhelming in, in the sense that President Biden's long denials have been demolished. It's not true that he had no knowledge of his son's business. It's not true, as he's claimed, that his son made no money in China. And so m much of Washington's falling back now and saying, all right, maybe there was influence peddling, but it was an illusion. And you can't show corruption or a crime related to the president unless you can show a direct payment to his account, like, a, like if someone would hand him an envelope full of money. Well, obviously, that's nuts. The Bidens have been in the influence peddling business for decades. They're not going to do something as stupid as having a direct deposit into an account of Joe just and Jill snorting. Biden. Instead, you the money went to family members. Well, while this He's appears to tie um, all of this directly back to the president, Jonathan, Democrats are still saying that this is not the hard evidence Republicans have been promising. So is this the smoking gun for the investigation that Republicans are saying that it is? Well, these are millions of dollars going to the Biden family fund. And so the Democrats and some of the media can continue to close their eyes and say, I don't see any evidence. But there is a lot of evidence. There's a lot of evidence of money transfers through an incredibly complex labyrinth of accounts. Uh, those accounts seem structured to avoid uh, people from being able to monitor or follow these transfers. But these transfers occurred. Millions of dollars was, were transferred. In one case, you had money going to one of these accounts, and the next day, the same amount going to buy a luxury car for Hunter Biden. And so th there's plenty of evidence here. You know what I was thinking, <laughs> looking at these pictures of Hunter? That, like, I find myself in, this, in a similar vein as Donald Trump's kids. What I mean by that is, if my dad was vice president or president, I would be thinking, okay, I, I should shift my life to the family business, essentially, right? And maybe I'm going to make myself worthy of politics. Maybe I'm going to go into politics. Maybe I'm going to, you know, run for office and, and, and things like that. When we look at, and to take advantage of that, this the bigness of what my dad is right this could be a spiritual lesson for you guys too with god the father but with hunter biden instead of like literally within himself growing a backbone and character and even if he was going to do it corruptly i guess i should say like go in the same vein and instead he goes i'm going to take advantage to to party to get hookers to get prostitutes, to become hooked on drugs, to do money laundering, to be involved with shell companies. Like, I'm just like, this is blowing my mind. I would be taking advantage of the fact that I, literally, and I mean literally, if your dad is the president, you are a shoo-in for president. any political, or vice president, for any political office that you want. Okay? 
Sarah Huckabee Sanders, governor of Arkansas now, like, and her dad wasn't even president. It's, it's a family thing. Do you know how hard it is to get into politics, by the way? Yeah. It is, inc it is incredibly difficult to get into politics. Yeah. You have to know somebody, you have to have money. Right, right. Power and influence. And the fact that that's where Hunter Biden went. Can we roll this next clip with James Comer? He's been in on this uh, for a long time. They're they're supposedly going to drop something every two weeks. So this is what they dropped this week were these uh, business records. Bank records, actually. Well, and then what's going to happen with all the drops? That's what I want to know. I don't know. We have their bank records. We already had text messages, emails, and photographs that showed Joe Biden was familiar with these people. And now we have sworn testimony from Devin Archer that uh, they were marketing Joe Biden. And that's what they were doing to receive the money. They were selling the brand and the brand was Joe Biden. And what they were selling was, was influence with our federal government. Uh, that stinks. The fact that our president of the United States wants to continue to play dumb and uh, his friends in the corporate media go along with him. It's pretty sad, but I don't think the average American who's keeping up with this believes for a second that Joe Biden uh, didn't have a greater amount of knowledge of what his family was doing. And, and we now know he communicated with all of these people who sent his family millions and millions of dollars. We have their bank records. We um, I just had to point out to Leah that the guy on the left, this host, literally looked like Joe Biden falling asleep. Like he was about yeah. to fall asleep in that interview. I'm like, how is how how do all the Fox News girls have to be young and pretty and perfect, and yet a lot of the Fox News dudes don't have to like they're just like a bunch of old guys. Yes, yeah, that is that is all right. What's next? True. Do you like? To, do, you no, know, I'm thinking. Like, what I'm thinking is, should I close? Should I make us big? Should yeah, I go you to can, your next story? You can story? make us big. I feel like we didn't want to just like round this off a little no, bit. No, round it off. That my, my 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 more accurate question should be, should I make us big? Yeah, make us big. Make us big. Yeah, so we're going to see more coming out uh, on this with the Biden crime family and the connections here. I think I do want to see if I can't come up with um I see there's got to be a picture. I want to I want to show you guys a picture of it so you can see how how they're connected. I guess you guys can find that online, but you got to see these companies all connected. How, uh, oh, okay. But you do need to know that the attorney general today, Merrick Garland, appointed David Weiss mm. as special counsel. But the idea behind that has, as, as appointed a special counsel to investigate Hunter. Yes. I see that there's, there's something here. We, we must investigate the president's son and, and I am going to, I'm going to, uh, I will appoint a special counsel and, and, and we will, we'll investigate this. Well, no, actually what this does is it keeps, um, I believe it keeps, uh, Hunter or one of the people from being, um, called up to testify. You're kidding. Yeah. So if you're under so, investigation, you can't testify. Yeah, appointing David Weiss as special counsel will Genius. only stop Congress from proceeding with their own investigation into uh, dozens of Biden's shell companies. So yeah, this people are pretty upset with the appointment of David Weiss today. There was a press conference, uh, pomp and circumstances, all that good stuff going on. And uh, so yeah, Andy McCarthy came out and slammed the appointment of David Weiss as special counsel. This is a sham. This is the Biden Justice Department's vehicle for maintaining control of an investigation that they're not pursuing. That 
they're not pursuing an investigation to him. We're just going to pretend like we are and kind of bury it. So Garland's appointment of David Weiss as special counsel in Hunter Biden investigation appears to be illegal, actually, somebody says. The, uh, the special counsel shall be selected from outside the United States government, so we'll see where that goes. And even CBS News correspondent Catherine Heritage, Heritage uh, suggests uh, Merrick Garland appointing uh, David Weiss as special counsel uh, to protect the Biden family by by blocking Weiss from testifying. If you go to my Twitter, let's retweet that out real quick. She can hear her herself. So Hunter Biden tries to sneak in a plea deal that buries his international dealings and real crimes crimes via the U.S. attorney, David Weiss. So he tried, So David Weiss is the attorney. And don't forgive us for being able to follow all these names for a second. You can keep, her, keep it small. So David Weiss was the U.S. attorney making the deal with Hunter Biden on the gun charge, the felony, and the tax evasion. So, but now he's going to be in charge of investigating it. Yeah, and he's the one that made the deal that would keep Hunter out of jail. It wouldn't keep you and me out of jail for the for no, a gun charge or the tax evasion. Yeah. So here's this, this guy playing patty cake. Uh, whistleblowers, he should recuse himself. Whistleblowers tell Congress David Weiss sought special counsel status to investigate international dealings. Biden's DOJ blocked this. David Weiss offers to testify to allegations he's been blocked by Biden's DOJ. Biden's DOJ scrambles, offers Weiss a special counsel status. No, that Weiss, was all a dog and pony and show. And so here's the thing. Weiss will be make able it look to like comment it. on ongoing investigations now. Exactly. A former federal prosecutor I spoke to just before this event said to me the appointment of a special counsel would have the effect of delaying a resolution on the Hunter Biden matter, in his opinion. And it would certainly delay any anticipated testimony from the U.S. attorney in Delaware to Republicans on Capitol Hill who have been seeking that testimony for several months. So it's an extraordinary development considering where the two parties were two weeks ago to wrap up this years-long case, now to the appointment of a special counsel that will have these broad authorities most importantly, to continue this ongoing investigation, Margaret. Catherine, um, I, and it, it really is interesting given that it was June 7th the U.S. attorney said he had ultimate authority and then again had said that to Congress that he uh, felt he had that. And now this Tuesday says, I need some independence to go further into this investigation. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I, I need, need more. Yeah, right. It's the, I'm telling you, it's all to make us feel like, like, like let's make it look like you really want this and then we don't want you to have it. And then we're going to go ahead and give it to you to make it look at this. Uh, come on, guys. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. You know, else I'm not buying it. I'm going to go a little bit more, uh, a little bit deeper. We shared this on our uh, previous segment, but the FBI lied about the white supremacist memo targeting Catholics. A new document reveals. So when the FBI was busted targeting Catholics in a now redacted, redacted leaked document, which said Roman Catholics were at risk of committing acts of extremist violence, the agency downplayed it as the work of a rogue field office. Now, thanks to a less redacted internal FBI document released Wednesday by the House Judiciary Committee, we learned that the effort was far more widespread than the agency acknowledged. So as the subpoena document reveals that the FBI Richmond field office coordinated with multiple field offices across the country to produce a memo targeting traditional Catholics as domestic terrorists. Ray previously said the actions were limited to a single office. Now, 
Jim Jordan says he wants more details. In February, a whistleblower leaked a heavily redacted January report from the FBI's Richmond office. Interests of racially and ethnically motivated violent extremists and radical traditional Catholic, Catholic ideology almost certainly presents new mitigation opportunities. You know what? How come I can't put a good title on our Rumble videos? Because that is kind of how I would like to present most of my videos. What she is saying is that I am constantly, my neck is being breathed down by techies that tell me we have to have the shortest titles as possible. So then I breathe down Leah's neck, who comes up with our titles, to tell her they need to be shorter. And she insists that she would like to have complete run-on sentences for titles that equal <laughs> pages long. No, this, because it Read tells it again. you the whole it's story. A lo- it's a, it's Interests a of racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists and radical traditional Catholic ideology almost certainly presents new mitigation opportunities. Old books and old book titles presented the whole case to you right. in, like a, in like a big, long, run-on sentence. They tell me Google doesn't like it. The document defined radical traditional Catholic, Catholics as those who attended Latin Mass... And according to the FBI, adhere to anti-Semitic, anti-immigrant, anti-LGBTQ, and white supremacist ideology based on what the Wall Street Journal editorial board called half-baked open source reporting from liberal news outlets to justify further investigation. So FBI headquarters quickly said the report doesn't meet its exacting standards and had been withdrawn. FBI Director Christopher Wray told the Judiciary Committee in July... The report was a single product by a single field office. He added that as soon as I found out about it, I was aghast in order to withdraw and remove from the FBI systems. And he began an internal probe. On July 25th, the FBI finally provided the committee with a less redacted version of that Richmond document. And the report says that its information on Catholics was primarily derived from an FBI Richmond contact and FBI Portland liaison contact who informed on a subject who gravitated to traditionalist Catholicism and an FBI undercover employee who reported on a subject who attended a Catholic church in California. So the FBI's L.A. field office, meanwhile, initiated an investigation into one subject while the Richmond office coordinated with the agency's Portland office to prepare the field report. In other words, it wasn't just a product of a single office. It was instead a widespread effort among several offices. What's more, the journal calls out the FBI's troubling decision to redact the roles of the L.A. and the Portland offices from the original version of the Richmond document it provided to Congress in March. So they redacted it. They knew it was there. They lied, they lied, they lied, they lied. Lie, lie, that's a fire. Okay? The agency defended the earlier redactions due to ongoing criminal investigations. Yet the journal asks, what changed from March until July other than the threat of contempt from the Judiciary Committee? It's hard not to conclude that the Bureau was trying to hide the breadth of its Catholics as Radicals investigation. In a Wednesday letter, Jordan asked Ray to amend his testimony to fully explain the nature and scope of the FBI's assessment of traditional Catholics as potential domestic terrorists. I knew it the whole time. It's always the Catholics. You know, they the, the Jews, blaming the Jews is just a cover. It's for the Catholics. You know... I they tell did, you what, you know, or even um, when they are radical Islamic terrorists, forty-five minute rosaries, they are really planning That's bad what it things. Is. You don't even want to know what they're planning. We're being sarcastic here, but seriously, um, it does it does beg the question: Why are they coming after the Catholics? You know what I think it is mm. because the 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 Catholics that they're coming after are not the you know Catholics for choice. You know those those are the types of Catholics. You know the ones that love the Pope. Like, those are not the Catholics they're coming after. If you love the Pope and you're a Catholic, 
They're not coming after you. It's the people that are questioning the Pope. You are the ones, you're the radical Catholics that they're coming after. And the reason why they're coming after Catholics is because I got to tell you guys, there is nothing more stubborn that I have seen and devoted to their faith than, than these Catholics. I mean, they so they're not giving up. They're going, and, and the rally that we just had this past Sunday proves that. Yeah. All right. So this is kind of a fun story, funny story. You know how they changed the... Um, Here it comes. Yeah. They changed the Washington Redskins to the... Uh, what do they call them now? The uh, the Washington somethings. The, the Guardians. Guardians. Yeah. No. We covered that a no, while ago. It was, no, The Guardians it? are the... Um, what are they now? What are they called now? The Commanders. Okay. They're called the Commanders. The Washington Commanders. So Let me pull this up. Yeah, the the um, yeah, Native American it. Guardians Association, yeah, petition to restore Washington Redskins name goes viral. Yeah, okay, but they're called the Commanders. Pull now. this up so you guys can see this. So yeah, they want their they want to be called the Redskins again. We want our name back, man. And you know what? Hang on, stop, 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 stop. Press touching. Stop touching. Why don't you play the video? <laughs> Us as senior advisor to the Native American Guardian Association, Haley Baumgartner. Haley, I heard this story and I was like, look, I'm not a huge football guy, but I, I thought taking away the name, you can't cuts to the soul of it. Well, the Native Americans really were the first people that founded this country. The founding fathers relied on them in terms of shaping the U.S. Constitution, and they were the first targets of cancel culture, and we've had enough. Yeah. Well, back in 2016, the Washington Post, of all places, conducted a poll asking Native Americans if they were offended by the name Redskins. 90% of them said, no, actually, we take it as an honor. Exactly. And our recent online petition um, on change.org, Reclaim the Redskins, has had the same turnout. Right. Well, it's crazy to me that it just seems like it's the white liberals who are upset about this say. Well, I definitely think it's the executive suite of the commanders. I'm starting to wonder if they hired Megan Rapinoe as our head of marketing. <laughs> they the definitely missed Econ 101, too. Oh, yeah, and it's like the same people who hired from the Bud Light community. But, you know, Red Mesa Unified School District, this is in Arizona, which you know very well, is located on a Navajo reservation. Now, the student body is made up of 99% Native American students. Their mascot is the Redskins. Wouldn't they be the first ones to say, like, hey, this is a little bit offensive to me, Can we? but they didn't. Well, the problem is, is we've tried to have a dialogue with the commanders since the name change. And basically, we've had nothing but a shut door. This is why we've had to resort to this public advocacy campaign, mm -hmm. because they haven't wanted to have any dialogue with the Native American community. And in fact, our SCOTUS case proves that this is not a derogatory term. Right. But you, you guys have had so many signatures. How many signatures are you up to now? Uh, I believe it was 63,000 right before I came on set. So I mean, 63,000. Okay, these are people that you know, order NFL subscriptions that, that go to their games, buy the merchandise, and they've stopped doing it. I mean, like the revenue loss is clear. What What is so hard about this decision? Again, they missed Econ 101. They're not even listening to their consumer base. And 63,000 signatures fills the stadium. Yeah, actually, that is 63,000 is a ton of people. But my bigger problem here is we've seen this cancel culture roll out through nationwide 
it through everything. They're changing sports names. They're taking down statues. If you start stripping people, the people who should be offended by this are like, no, this is a real honor. If you start stripping this, what country do we have left? Exactly. You took an oath to the Constitution. I took an oath to the Constitution. You cannot cancel American history. Right. But in in the same world where, you know, everybody has to be offended by everything and nothing, you know, isn't it isn't it fair for especially this group, Native American group, to come out and say, hey, hey, people who are taking this away, don't do that anymore. It's more than fair. And that's again, that's the big problem. We have a, a corporate suite made up of people in their own feeling based DEI and ESG initiatives making these decisions not based on fact. Right, but are, are they just that out of touch, or do they not care about their bottom line, or like, what? Is... There's a lot of questions I have there too. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. So, they Jeez. changed their name to the Commanders, which I find incredibly, actually, really racist because, at the military rank, so it was their first mascot that they changed to was kind of like a soldier. So wouldn't that would kind of like say like we do like let's defeat the Redskins and let's just be soldiers? Like I'm I'm envisioning like. Uh, wounded knee or something like this is a bad thing to change from Redskins to Commanders. But then they have a their their mascot mascot right now is actually um, a hog, a Major Tutty the Hog. So it went from this really cool Native American to Mr. Tutty the Hog, and he's an embarrassing looking creature at that. Um, you know, this is it is funny, but at the same time, to me, it's it's really serious, and here's why. Whether it is Aunt Jemima on the syrup. I know. Okay. What what are some of the other ones that have been taken off um, over the know, years? The Uncle Ben. Guy, Uncle Ben. But Quaker Oats is still there. Yeah, the, the white Quaker, guy. The Quaker The Quaker guy is so still Uncle there. So Uncle Ben's rice. He, and, uh, like, seriously. And then you get rid of all the Native Americans. So, so now you only have the commander was a white guy then. And the pig's kind of pink skin too. Ex explain to me how obliterating mascots and um, figures from our products of other nationalities or colors or, you know, nativeness or whatever. Explain to me how whitewashing it all and just getting rid of them altogether makes our society less racist. Because in my opinion, by getting rid of all of these things, you are proving that you are the racist. They are the ones that don't want to look at Aunt Jemima on their syrup bottle because they hate black people. They're the ones that don't want to look at Uncle Ben on their rice box because they hate black people. They're the ones that don't want to have the Washington Redskins because they hate red people. So actually, this goes back to our previous... Uh, they're the racist! They're, this goes back to our previous story. So the Federalists, when talking about the FBI, why would you label traditional Catholics supremacists? Because the FBI has become a tool of the permanent regime in Washington, which will tolerate no resistance to their ideology. An ideology best understood as pagan morality, abortion, gender ideology, and the thinly veiled racism of critical race theory, and particularly are considered sacred to the regime. Now, we just had a rally with those traditional Catholics, Michelle, and they do pose a threat. They pose a threat. We had John Yep. Of Catholic for Catholics, we had General Flynn, we had Chloe Cole, uh, and we had, who else do we have? Jim Caviezel and Abby Johnson. Okay, and these guys are these traditional Catholics who are, who are saying, you are made in the image of God. They are preaching against abortion, gender ideology, critical race theory, 
Okay, so traditional Catholics or radical traditional Catholics in FBI parlance oppose these things and will never accept them. So that's the real reason the FBI was targeting Catholics. It had nothing to do with white supremacy in a leaked memo. Anyone with a passing familiarity with Latin mass parishes know that they are just about the last place in America you're likely to encounter a white supremacist. You're usually going to get, a, you know, probably not a blood lot anymore, but a Budweiser and a wife beater. Okay, not a Latin mass. Okay. So the reason why is that Catholics who attend Latin Mass tend to take the Catholic Church teaching seriously, unlike supposedly devout Catholic politicians like Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi. Latin Mass attending Catholics oppose abortion, gay marriage, transgenderism, racism in the guise of CRT. They oppose these things not because they're on the political right, but because they accept the Catholic Church teaching on marriage and homosexuality, as well as the doctrine of Imago Dei. That all people are created in God's image, regardless of race or sex, and therefore all are equal in God's eyes. This doctrine, by the way, is one of the pillars of Western civilization. In fact, it's precisely this doctrine that offends the FBI and the regime it deserves. Dividing people according to immutable and unchosen characteristics, such as race or sex, is what the political left wants to do. It's what drives the left's obsession with skin color and so-called gender identity. Instead of a republic of free and equal citizens, the regime wants a collection of favored and disfavored groups to rule over, pitting them against one another while doling out rewards and punishments based on alleged guilt and grievance. Faithful Catholics will never accept this, nor will they accept abortion as a fundamental right that trumps all others, or that the castration and sterilization of children in the name of transgenderism. Catholics who accept and obey the church's teachings on human sexuality, the dignity and rights of the unborn, and the equality of all people before God, teachings that are unchanged and unchangeable, will never submit to the regime or to adopt its pagan morality. And understood in that light, the FBI is right to treat traditional Catholics as a threat. If your goal is to force the country to accept abortion, transgenderism or race essentialism, then yes, Catholics, especially Catholics who attend Latin Mass are going to be a problem for you. And you're going to want to keep an eye on them, maybe infiltrate their parishes and with informants and spies and maybe tap their phones, maybe more. In order to pull off the guise of a legitimate federal law enforcement investigation, you might also have to pretend that you're doing it for fear of white supremacy, which Biden himself has named as the number one threat facing America today. What better excuse could the FBI have to monitor Christians in stopping white supremacists from launching terrorist attacks? So three, three, uno, dos, tres, FBI field offices were involved in drafting this memo. How many hundreds of FBI agents and supervisors had a hand in crafting it? Mm. How many saw it? Those questions are the questions that Ray is going to have to answer. But he won't have to tell us why the FBI did it in the first place. Because we already know. And this would be a good, a good time. So that was from John David, Daniel Davidson from The Federalist. Yeah, senior editor of The Federalist. Leah did not write all those eloquent words. No, I just read them. With passion. With passion. Let me read a couple of comments over here. Um, Don, thank you. Native Americans want it changed back as well. And what about the butter? They want that photo back too. Oh yeah, this bring back the butter! And all the decisions of uh, radical white liberals. Come on, Lando Lakes. Come on. The package just doesn't look right anymore. No, give me the girl with the braids and a little canoe. A boy and a girl in a little canoe. Let me read some comments from earlier that I missed over here on uh, on D Live. Um, let's see. King Roddy says, "Do we care that Kushner got two billion from the Middle East?" after being the U.S. government's POC, and he couldn't obtain a security clearance, or do we just care about these crackheads getting a couple of million? Are we investigating Jared rumble, Kushner just to be fair? Did I say rumble? I said delay. Um, honestly, I 
Jared Kushner is a an arm of George Soros. So mm-hmm. yes, we definitely care about Jared Kushner, and we've been talking about Jared Kushner and the fact that he needs to be investigated for like six years now. Yeah. So yes, uh, Floorman says let's do a comparison of the books from Kushner's companies and Biden's. Which one will show actual commercial services listed in their costs? Certainly, let's investigate every political appointee. Appointee. My wife is still in the ICU, much less confused and resting, resting comfortably. God is good. We prayed for dawn last night, so praise God. That's amazing. We are um, we are with you. Last night we had on an amazing, amazing, amazing Rihanna young France. woman. She, from Russia. she is from Russia and we prayed at the end. We played, we prayed for uh floor man's wife there in the chat and God gave us a, a ton of words. I want to encourage you. If you missed that interview, go and watch it and then go donate to her, um, YWAM fundraiser there. But she is, and she has her story, especially near like the middle to end of her telling it, mm-hmm. it really started to pick up and you just see that God has literally plucked her out of hell and set her um, at the heights and yeah. is now, and she's so young. She just turned 20. She literally, she was 19 years old, I think when we met her. I mean, she's she's so young and yet she's so full of the, of the love of God. And I want to encourage you guys, if you have kids that have gone astray yeah. and you've been praying for them to... Um, to watch this this video and be encouraged, like she keeps saying, God will keep pursuing you. Yeah. He pursued me. Well, and and please go and watch our interview with Chloe Cole. So we yes. interviewed two young people today who God today? plucked out of this week. Right. This week who God plucked out of the fiery furnace. Speaking of fiery furnace, um, I'm just going to throw this number out there. This is from the Federalist. Congress has sent $113 billion of taxpayer aid to Ukraine. That is $900 per U.S. household. Do you have $900 to send to Ukraine? Do you? No. A thousand bucks? No. Every household had to pony up a thousand dollars to send to Ukraine. And I would also like to say that technically you didn't. They pulled that money out of thin air and you will be eating it um, in the, in inflation. Yeah. And every, really every corner and area of your life. Yeah. So uh, FTX, you, Sam Banker and Freed. And Democrat super dinner, um, he is jailed ahead of trial because of witness tampering allegations. There is a probable cause to believe that the defendant has attempted to tamper with witnesses at least twice. Wow. The judge said that Bankman Freed would be allowed to spend time in his lawyer's office to prepare for his trial in October, but the revocation of his bail means that the accused fraudster will likely spend the rest of his time leading up to the trial behind bars. Perhaps the most visible case of cryptocurrency rise and fall, Bankman Freed was one of the richest men in the space before the spectacular collapse of FTX, which filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in November 2022. The founder, also known as SBF, used his wealth to become a Democrat super donor, donor and was the second largest contributor to Joe Biden's campaign in 2020. Scarcely 30 years old, the crypto baron had ambitions to displace George Soros as the largest donor to the Democrats and Democrat causes. The collapse of FTX came at, at, at the nadar of the cryptocurrency down cycle that followed the explosion in the price of the most leading cr- cryptocurrencies in 2021. And you know he uh, got a lot of superstars to promote his craziness. Now, in Illinois, a Supreme Court upholds the state's assault weapons ban, so it looks like this is probably going to go to the high, high Supreme Court. So on Friday, the Illinois Supreme Court upheld the state's ban on 
AR-15s. So as they called assault weapons and quote-unquote high-capacity magazines. If you've ever been to a gun range, over 10 rounds is not high capacity. Right. Because you're, you like, you shoot, doing, if you're doing any target practice, a ten, even a 10-round magazine is annoying as heck. Right? And they're calling it high-capacity magazines, and I just, I don't, I don't agree with that. So uh, Governor J.B. Prickster signed the ban into law on January 10th. Lawsuits were immediately filed against it. Now, the U.S. District uh, Stephen P. McGlynn issued a preliminary injunction against the ban on April 28th, noting in his opinion that there are already plenty of gun laws on the books and those laws need to be enforced. On May 4th, the United States Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit put a hold on McGlynn's preliminary injunction and is currently reviewing the suit that came before the lower court. However, Illinois State Rep. Dan Kolkis, a Republican, brought his own case, Kolkins versus Prisker, arguing that the assault weapons ban was unconstitutional. And it was in his case, the Illinois Supreme Court ruled ruled actually in favor of the ban. So Calkins' case made it to the Illinois Supreme Court after a court in Macon County heard it and decided against the assault weapons ban. The Illinois Supreme Court reversed the Macon County decision. This is how this works. Decisions, decisions. Judge Elizabeth Rockford wrote the majority opinion for the Illinois Supreme Court and the Chicago Uh, Sun-Times reported that Rockford was one of the two candidates Pritzker supported for court in order to preserve a 5-2 Democrat majority. So in the major uh, majority opinion, Rockford focused on trained professionals and opined that average firearm owners identification card holders are not trained professionals and therefore not prepared to use guns categorized as assault weapons. Michelle, are you a trained professional? No. Do you think that you can safely operate an AR-15? Yes. When plaintiffs describe themselves as both the um, firearm owners, identification card holders, and law-abiding gun owners, Rockford responded, this identification card does not have a duty to maintain public order, to make arrests for offenses, or to prevent, detect, investigate, prosecute, incarcerate a person. By contrast, each of the seven categories of trained professionals must undergo specialized firearms training. Federal courts and state courts and two independent court systems, so the only federal court that Illinois state court needs to obey is the U.S. Supreme Court. Said Breitbart News. If the U.S. Leader. if the Supreme Court does not um, strike this down and upholds what Illinois has passed, heaven help us. But I will say very encouragingly, they the Supreme Court has been siding on the Constitution the past several times, and this is a very clear violation of the Second Amendment. Nowhere in the Second Amendment does it restrict. Um, capacity or does it say that people have to be trained professionals in order to have their second amendment rights it was in limbo then now it's law right and it could go in limbo again so if the seventh circuit so these poor ar-15 people like am i was this a law or was it an amendment to their constitution i'm curious now that i know the difference that i really was never paying attention before i don't know if the seven, uh, Seventh Circuit affirms Judge McClendon's opinion granting a preliminary injunction, then the Illinois law, law, just okay, law, so it's just a law, not an amendment, will again be blocked, regardless of what the Illinois Supreme Court says. So the U.S. Supreme Court will eventually need to decide the question of whether these gun bans violate the Second Amendment. We just don't know which case the justices will eventually take and what the specific provisions are of the law that will eventually be reviewed. So supporters of the Second Amendment will want to make sure the right statute gets teed up for review and that the right lawyers are arguing the case. So uh, if you're in Illinois, I don't know what to tell you about your AR-15. Pray. 
pray. All right, speaking of prayers, let's go to uh, the fires in uh, Maui. Maui. These are crazy fires. Uh, Michelle, uh, I've got several um, YouTube videos queued up. I want to go to play this first one again. We played it on our, on our Brightian segment, but it's just a, a minute 30. And uh, you can play this one first. Yeah, it's fine. So this is just going to be the New York Post art, uh, just video here. And we're going to see fires have raged through Maui and uh, blown up cars. Just complete carnage. The governor of Hawaii saying that it looks like a bomb went off. I would say even a bigger bomb than a bomb. I mean, 80% of the town is literally blown up. All right? And people had to jump in the ocean for protection. It's hard for me to see that there's a Ross outlet on Maui. That's kind of crazy. Telephone lines down. So kind of makes you wonder, like, does, does somebody have... I heard that. The presence of mine, I'm seeing all these, for our podcast listeners, um, electric lines down in the road. Like, does somebody have the presence of mind to, like, hey, cut the power when you're having um, massive fires? So, turn you'll the power notice, off? did you guys notice that there was, like, a four lane road in between total destruction and trees that didn't catch on fire? Mm -hmm. So, what caused these wildfires? We were talking about this in our, our previous show. So, plantations that used to grow pineapples and sugarcane have uh since been uh growing go ahead just let it play so you can kind of hear the ocean and stuff and let i want to hear it i uh, don't think you don't have enough respect for the fact that they literally will i have respect let me know if you no, guys can hear me you don't tell the, i know because i listened to it back let me you guys let me know you can hear me because there was like a cool little rooster in the background i know but then when the the waves got loud then it's too much they won't be able to hear you let me give me a thumbs up if you guys can hear me because i feel like well they can hear you now because it's not there's not a lot of noise but like over like, all right so what what on the island what am i gonna do with her these pineapple plantations and these sugar train sugar um uh cane plantations they don't they don't grow food anymore and because those types of things are grown cheaper elsewhere now and maui is now overgrown with these these non-native grasses that are super combustible and maui didn't used to have wildfires they only have the wildfires because they stopped farming and these non-native grasses took over all right let's play the video to the left there please They're continuing, continuing to follow, to follow breaking break news in Hawaii one. right now. At least taking a look now at some of the images that we are getting out of Maui. Just absolutely. Breaking news anchor Megan Mitchell joins us from the newsroom with the latest from overnight. Okay, Megan. Oh, official say. So this is the one you do want to play. I was going to just no, just play the just play the Fox News one. That's fine. Okay. Absolutely uh, devastating images as we continue our coverage on those fires. We're now being joined by Fox and Friends host Will Kane. Uh, we are learning this morning that. Will, you posted that your mother and stepfather, they were both in Maui when the fire broke out. Uh, how are they doing this morning? Uh, and have you heard from them? Yes, thank you for asking so much. I have heard from them. It's been difficult. Power is still out, as you've reported this morning, on the entire uh, west side of Maui, basically anything north of Lahaina, which is being described as 
a war zone, as though a bomb has dropped. But I've managed to get through a couple of times, Giacomo, so thank you for that. Um, there, are, there are isolated spots where they can go and they can find a little bit of cell service. And so we've learned they're fine. I appreciate you asking. Um, there is no power, as I mentioned. So that means, you know, food is going to dwindle. Um, you know, you lose refrigeration. You lose time is basically what you lose when it comes to food. So you try to cook. You try to stretch. Uh, at some point, I think water becomes a problem because sewage is connected to electricity and so that will become a problem as well but uh, i think there's a generator randomly where they can charge their phones from time to time it's pretty amazing how cut off from the world the entire side the west side of maui is but um, yes my family's fine and the plan for them is to leave on saturday now we understand it's not just your mom and dad that's on the island but you also have uh, friends in that area too. Now tell me, uh, have you heard from them? How, how are folks generally doing that were uh, in the west side of the island when the fire broke out? So yeah, I'll just give you a little bit of context. I don't, I don't um, you know, I wanna share my story, but I don't wanna overly personalize this because it's not, it's honestly not my family that needs our prayers. There's so many others that need our prayers and our assistance today. So I'm just gonna give you my context a little bit here. I've been going to Maui since the 1970s, uh, every year spending a good chunk of my summer there. And I have uh, a ton of friends who did something similar, spent their summers or lived there year round. And so I've managed to speak to some of those who still live there and run businesses. For example, my friend Sands Dyer, he runs the Gemini charter boat service out of Lahaina and his boat survived. If you've seen the images, he told me that, um, Boats that were sitting in Lahaina Harbor in their slips burned and sunk right there in the slip. Uh, and he's the one that said, look, Will, it, it looks like a war zone. He's running his boat now to make supply runs um, and, and to shuttle people to the other side where they can get to the, to the airport. There are buses, and, and if you don't have a car, of course, you're not going to be getting Ubers or anything like that. So they're trying to get people out of this area. And, and over to where there's an airport, which is somewhat chaotic from what I've understood, but it is getting people out. But, you know, this place that I've known since I was a kid, it's just, it's, it's truly, it's, yes, obviously, it's paradise. It, it's the most beautiful place that I've ever been on this earth. But it's just such a unique historical part of Hawaii and, and America. Um, there are going to be, obviously, the massive human toll. I, don't, I think the number, the last number I saw, winds who knows how it started downed power line arson home okay so i'm gonna go ahead and close this out and go to some of these other videos here where they are at shoot where are my videos over here uh here we go all right so these four videos all right so this is this first video you can see people dove into the ocean to escape the fire. But that is not, could you imagine, like imagine an 80 year old person trying to survive in the ocean. Right. Like, and that wind, you can see the um, the embers flying there. That wind has got to be scorching hot. You just drowned. People, they said that there's just people drowned, people, dead bodies just floating in the ocean. Wow. Because they couldn't hang on. Okay, and then go to the next one you would find. This is just, yeah, heartbreaking. Make it big. I know what. I know 
there was tornadoes of ash the size of charcoal from a barbecue, like being thrown by baseball players. I'm ducking behind walls. I had to kick in the door, Bubba Gumps, to get out of it because I was getting pounded. And then Bubba Gumps started on fire and I'm running down Front Street and the wall, there's like 80 people and the ocean was on fire. Firefighter told me because the first layer of ash causes the seal. And then the next layer of ash was all the ambers. So the tide line was on fire and I had to jump through the water and come up through the fire. And 80 people, they were on the wall. Everybody started jumping in. Coast Guard was out there grabbing people. And I was like, no, I'm good. I was born in the water. I'm a Kai. And they're grabbing people and I swam. I knew my phone was only good for like 15 seconds being submerged, then swam for like a half mile north. It was like nothing you've ever seen. This was bad that the people in their cars that were dead and from asphyxiation and the fire blew out the car and you just saw the numbers of the dead are so wrong. People opening. Wow. So essentially what he was saying is he had to jump through fire to get into the ocean. And he said there were little mini, um, like, tornadoes throwing, like, charred. Now, this is kind of sad because these guys uh, drive past a woman and leave her there. And the comments say that they could have opened the door and grabbed her, but they were. We're almost to the end of the meal. We're, we're almost to the smokestack. Uh, oh, we made it. We found, we're going to line on the road now pretty soon. But we're gonna, oh, somebody's down right now. Somebody's down right Yeah, here. somebody's down. Just go there. We cannot do nothing for her. Oh my god. Oh my god, bro. Just go there. Just go. Oh. We cannot do nothing for her. What the fuck, dude? Just go. Go, people. Go. Beat the horn, dude. Oh my god, bro. Oh. Yeah, beat the horn. Just go. There she Yeah, I know. You can't see. We're almost there. I would not have posted that video. I would not have posted it. Why would you post it? You, you know, that you, you know, if you name. take a video, you have to post it well unless you shared it with someone and then they posted it but like that was that's shameful here let's go to my well, i got one more okay here. cars are What do you got? Yeah, just uh, one more. This is a new video um, posted here. Um, says, new video into the uh, kit, uh, TV uh, newsroom shows the desperation of people who were pushed towards the ocean to get away from the fire. Front <coughs> Street. So they're on the in the rocks there yeah okay yeah so please pray for the people in uh maui and uh yeah it's a, it's a now it wouldn't be a resistance chick show unless i didn't at least acknowledge and i did this on the um the brighton segment 
guys, we don't know how these fires started, but like Leah said, we do know that the only way that they were able to continue is because of the fact that they've got all of this land that used to be green and lush and farming, and they've got these native grasses that are incredibly combustible. I have seen the footage of people showing it was a direct energy beam, and then I've also seen, you know, the square as the fire spread, and they're like, oh, a square is not in nature, and you do see that, and it's like, okay, what is that? I don't know. Our show is called It's Not Just a Conspiracy Theory If It's Actually the Truth, which means we're going to bring you the truth. I don't have any evidence on a, any kind of direct energy beam or anything out there. So if in, if and until something becomes proven yeah, and as you're far missing as the why whole point. this started. You're missing the whole point of it doesn't matter how it started in my opinion, but why Yes, it, it does. If it was a direct energy beam and somebody was trying to wipe out Tehena, then yeah, it matters. You know why it doesn't matter to me? Why? Because if they were farming, it wouldn't matter. A direct energy beam wouldn't have caught, it wouldn't have spread anything. Because they're okay, not farming. But, the, they're yeah, not farming it. it. I, I get what you're saying, and that's your your shtick. That's your we need to get back to farming and all this, that, and the other. But I'm at the saying same time, that they couldn't. Here's the thing: if you're worried know. about direct energy beams, okay, then maybe you should recognize when what you're doing ecologically, like they're in California. Maybe they direct energy, whatever. Okay? But the real issue there is they're not allowed to clear the underbrush to keep these from happening. We had a conversation with Coy Griffin. He said they used to go in and clear out yeah. the dead trees. And he talked to Trump about it. And the it. forest management. And so these, so forest management, obviously land management. Let's, instead of, instead of, when, when the regular conspiracy theory doesn't fit, then you go to the fantastical. It's an alien. And then Patriot Gallery says that they are going to try to stage this as an alien attack. Well, then the aliens understood. <laughs> they have all of these, these non-native wild grasses there in Tahina. And did the aliens plant these non-native... And did the aliens change it so that, the, that Maui became reliant more on the money from big Hollywood, mm -hmm. you, that fire was caused by big Hollywood. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be direct energy. It's actually just sin energy. That's it. That's exactly right. Okay, good, sin Leah. energy. You've got um, Nick Leahy, Leahy. Owen Wilson, uh, Oprah, Oprah, and Jeff they Bezos. and and half of their half of what that Maui is actually. Their income comes from tourism now, rather than good old-fashioned farmers out there growing pineapples and sugarcane. Um, Isaiah forty-one ten says the underbrush is an issue, and I'm going to do something here that the left does. And actually, the um, medical doctor on the medical board for Sherry Tenpenny did this, and I and I would like to take his tactic. Because I know Leah gets really mad when I take the straightforward one. So you guys just have to pick up what I'm throwing down. I am not going to say that this is the judgment of God on these rich people. And I, I am not going to say that the wrath of God comes sometimes in fireballs from heaven. Because um, I, I don't know, frankly. And I really am not saying that. But what I am saying is, guys... For the past week or so and more, we have been telling you God's wrath and judgment is about to be poured out in ways that we have never seen before in on mass scales. And so what I would like to use this for as I would just say, 
When I said to you guys, if you voted no on issue one, you need to repent. Just for one second. Imagine this comes to your place, to your town. People are lying dead in the street. You don't, you don't live in a coastal area where you can go jump in water or in a lake region where you can go jump in the lake. And just here it comes. Because biblically speaking in the Old Testament, God was not opposed to using fire and brimstone. So guys... Stop porn or be destroyed. Stop sexual deviancy or be destroyed. I'm not, I literally am not saying that what happened up there is the wrath of God. But what I am going to say is on Tuesday evening, when we found out that issue one did not pass in Ohio, and this would be a good time to segue to that, that issue one did not pass in Ohio, Leah and I got a word from God that we did live and it was a giant pit in our stomachs and mourning for people who are going to get caught up. And I said this to a friend today, when the judgment of God comes and we see this with the children of Israel, it comes on everyone and only the people that are on God's boats of safety, like an ark or with his blood over their doorposts. Like we've been telling you guys for weeks and weeks and weeks to get your life right with God and to repent and be in his will, because it will only be in his will that you will be protected from stuff like this I mean it God means it this is serious and Leah and I went into a time of mourning because Ohio proved that there are people that the wrath of God is going to come on God helped them God helped the people that could only see with their eyes the eyes of their flesh and could not see by the spirit what God was saying and you ended up landing on the side of the Communist Party you ended up landing on the side of Hillary Clinton George Soros, like literally you landed on the side of Satan because of stubbornness instead of listening to what the spirit of God was doing and heaven, heaven, heaven help you. And this is not just affecting Ohio. This is going to affect everyone. Stay in God's will. I got that word. God gave me a prophetic word. The only place of safety will be in God's will because God's judgment is about to be poured out. End rant. Isaiah 41 says, on that point, Michelle, Hawaii is pretty liberal now. Could be the wrath from God. Wasn't there a connection with the timing of Hurricane Katrina and something the Bush administration did? Um, uh, Seward the Brit says, if an act of God, it would be in Washington, the seat of evil. So why not? Guys, we are not here to judge where and when and how God is going to use his wrath. I don't know, but I do know this. That judgment is coming on the earth and on the world right now. And not every, all, there's a lot of evil around the whole world, not just Washington, D.C. And we have got to be, your life must be right with God. That's all I got to say. And I said to my friends again, I don't know what the wrath of God looks like in this hour, whether it means literal death or just everything in your life falling apart. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I, don't, I don't want either. And so I want to stay in the will of God. Yeah. I feel like Martin Luther. Like, I cannot, I cannot recant. Here I stand, so help me God. You know, I am going to differ a little bit from a friend who you guys all love. I'm not going to name him. But God had spoken to me. And I thought that this posted. Patriot Gallery says, The appearing to be wealthy are not wealthy. Everything they have is stolen using counterfeit money. Stand up against them all. Only gold and silver coins are money. Take back the wealth from these evil people. She doesn't mean physically. She means spiritually. She says, I am not playing their game anymore. Amen. Yeah, well not, said, Mom. I'm not playing their game anymore either. So I'm trying to find, I'm trying to post this and here we go. 
do you want can you just bring up our resistance chicks page real quick some progressive leftist posted this and this is how we should have explained what was happening in with issue one and guys keep in mind issue one is way bigger than ohio so would you make that bigger that that just make let's click on that would you believe it would you read it I believe this is Teddy Theodore Roosevelt, who was not a great guy, but everybody thinks he was. I believe in pure democracy. We're a constitutional republic, by the way. With Lincoln, I hold that, quote, this country with its institutions belongs to the people who inhabit it. Whenever they shall grow weary of the existing government, they can exercise their constitutional right of amending it. First of all, amending the Constitution is not the same thing as democracy. So he's misquoting Lincoln there. Then he says, we progressives believe that the people have the right, the power, and the duty to protect themselves and their own welfare, that human rights are supreme over all other rights, that wealth should be the servant, not the master of the people. That was at the Ohio Constitutional Convention of 1912, where the threshold of, of amending a constitution, I don't remember what it was at specifically, but it was lowered to the lowest possible thing that it could be, and that's 50% plus one person. Michelle, I've got two um, YouTube videos you could bring up. Um, I think this is... Are the, they already there? No, I have to switch this account here. Are we a republic, Michelle, or are we a democracy? We are a republic, Leah. You see, what happened in 1912... A lot of things happened in 1912. If you build a wall around your property, but... The previous the constitution, the previous owners took out a large portion of that wall. Okay. And you just, for, for a while there, you had some raccoons come in and, and some, some, you know, a, a predator come in now and again, and, and you, you lost a lot of chickens, but it wasn't horrible. And then you find out that there is a wild pack of coyotes coming and you have sheep, right? And they're roaming all the villages, killing all the animals. And you know they're coming. Well, you would go and you'd shore up that open part of that fence that even if it inconvenienced you from being able to use the passage because you wanted to get in and out of this passageway all the time. Very good. Very good. This is a good this is a this is a made up story we're making up as it goes along. But you recognize that this convenience that you've had. Which wasn't yours by right, by the way. No, because you've, you've let predators in. Predators have gotten in through our constitution. Mm -hmm. Okay. And destroyed innocent lives. Right. The casinos in, in Ohio with that $50 million push. We've got casinos written in our constitution with a $50 million push. And you may not agree with casinos. I may not agree with casinos, but they're in our constitution. And we know how many lives are ruined from casinos, by the way. Right. Okay. So we've got these predators coming through and the, and the left is rabid. Mm. Like they have rabies, right? For babies, rabies for babies, basically. Right. And they're going to come in and they're going to try to destroy. And so what they've decided, the Republicans said, I really like my walkway here. So what I'm going to do is I'll just stand there night and day, day and night, all day. And I'll, I'll fight off these coyotes myself. Well, that's what they're saying about this ballot. This, 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 uh, we've got a, a, we have a thing on our ballot, uh, that would, and 
go ahead and tell them because I'm, I'm my brain is confused by I got a message back from a friend on this issue and they said that they were upset with the Republicans lying the Republicans kept the messaging from Republicans was just to the the the, the coyotes coming they didn't tell everybody that the fence was never completed or the fence was opened up in 1912 and should never have been opened up so right? it was a good message no it was a bad message well in my opinion i'll just read it to you because i sent this message and i said this i felt in my spirit it was progressives and the radical left that changed the ohio constitution in 1912 to make it easier to change the constitution if we had run on this we would have won regrouped and go again hard the message i got back was the republicans should not have misled the public this issue was related to the abortion issue, but they aren't the same. I always prefer leading with honesty. We need to turn our fight to the real issue on the ballot this fall, and that's a must win. It is a must win, but it's a very difficult win. It's going to be incredibly difficult to win and beat the radical left. And I just, I feel like trying to play Pollyanna like we can do it is retarded. Okay, it's more than just a bunch of coyotes out there. It's George Soros. It's Hillary Clinton. The, all eyes are ravening to try to destroy Ohio. And barring a miracle, they will win. Because we don't have the power to go. We, I don't care what you think. Without the power of God, this is a spiritual battle. Right. And without the power of God and the love of God and the anointing of God, we will lose. Right. We can't beat them. You've seen how we lose against these people over and over and over again. And you want to think that we're going to beat them again. And I want to say, stop it. You're a loser. You are a loser. You're a loser without God. Without Jesus Christ, we are losers. Without Jesus, the only way we overcome the Hillary Clintons and the Planned Parenthoods is by finding out what God wanted us to do. And you know what God wanted us to do? He wanted us to do, he, God wanted us to, 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 to change our constitution, to make it harder to change. Why? Because our founding fathers, could you go get my founder's Bible? I'm going to go get my founder's Bible. Do you have something to say? I know what I'm going to be right back. I'm going to tell you why this is God. I'm going to play a video for you guys. Why go get my founder's Bible? I got a lady here. Who's awesome. I've got, um, what's his name brought up already. Okay. I want to play this lady. Okay. Mickey, you don't want to play. No, okay. I want to play Mahik first, and okay. then we'll go to Barton. Okay. Take me a minute to find it. Hang on a second. The ACLU is a war, has a war on parental rights, and it's here, here to obliterate our moral compass. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to get my founder's Bible. Look, I think issue one was truly just the first step. We have a huge battle in November. I'm deeply disappointed at special interest groups that spent $14.8 million deceiving Ohioans and misleading them through their ads. But today, the voters have spoken, but we still have a huge fight in November to protect our parental rights against the ACLU. A lot of individuals today may have come out and voted just on a single issue of abortion, mm -hmm. but it's way more than abortion. It's truly about parental rights, and we are under attack in Ohio, and I think Ohioans are going to continue to wake up and realize that our moral compass and our families and our small businesses and our children are being attacked by the outside groups. Oh, Mayor, what do you, yeah. you think about that with your fellow Republicans? Should they 
make that abortion rule a little less uh, stringent? I think that the state legislature needs to look at the abortion laws that are currently on the books, but I do want to be clear what's happening in November is not just about abortion. The language that the ACLU submitted specifically says one can make its own decisions about one's own reproductive decisions, including but not limited to, and it has six categories, contraceptives, abortion, continuing one's own pregnancy. That means an individual today will decide if they want to continue one's own pregnancy. So that could be up until full birth. And I call that abortion on demand. It also specifically doesn't even use the word woman in there. And that's shocking to me. So now reproductive decisions include transgender surgeries. The ACLU urge all of these organizations, including Planned Parenthood, have said parental consent does not matter. Government has a decision and our parents instead of parents and in terms of rights. So we really have to be clear. This isn't just about abortion. This is an attack on parental rights in Ohio, and it's happening across our country. In terms of abortion, I think the legislature needs to roll up their sleeves and truly figure out what that middle ground is for Ohioans, what that pain point is, what individuals are willing to tolerate. But when we talk about the amendment, we have to be honest. This is an anti-parent amendment. This is about transgender surgery, gender mutilation, and it is by far the most extreme amendment that has been drafted across our country. Oh, if it, Matt Huffman, just uh, the Senate president, just outlined. We figure out what that middle ground is for Ohioans, what that pain point is, what individuals are willing to tolerate. But when we talk about the amendment, we have to be honest. This is an anti-parent amendment. This is about transgender surgery, gender mutilation, and it is by far the most extreme amendment that has been drafted across our country. Well, if it, Matt Huffman, just uh, the Senate president, just outlined in their news conference a scenario in which the, that uh, amendment gets onto the Constitution or get, and is passed and gets on the Constitution, and then immediately an effort to repeal goes into play. Are we too far down the road to be thinking about that at this point? Well, let's talk about repeal. When you look at the language today, it specifically says in the amendment that the state shall not burden. There are states across America that have said burden is parental consent. Further, the Constitution is going to trump state law, so the state cannot add burdens like parental consent, age, health conditions for women who want abortions, or even the amount of weeks. So yes, I'm sure that the state's going to come out and many Republicans are going to oppose it and there'll be a battle, but I don't see us winning if we can't win on just the foundation of Ohio principles. And that's our families. That's what's being attacked today. We wanna to talk abortion, let's do that at, in the state house, not in our state constitution when we're also allowing for transgender surgeries. We're not respecting parents in Ohio. This is by far the most extreme amendment I've seen. And as a new mom, I'm not going to stand for it. I'm going to make sure I speak out because I want to protect my child from gender mutilation and these extreme laws that could pass in our state. And then so obviously Mahik is not uh, entirely pro-life. She's uh, pro-life to a point. And uh, but what she's talking about is this isn't just about abortion. So yeah. unfortunately, the left overplayed their hand on the on this ballot issue. Because while a lot of while abortion polls at like 53% pro-abortion in Ohio, uh, I think transgenderism and and genital mutilation polls way below that. Yeah. So the people are going to have to decide: Do you want abortion? Well, then you're going to have to have the genital mutilation, or you're going to have to bring a different ballot, a different bill to the ballot. 
And so um, that's that's one of the messagings that we can do here. Yeah. But let's go back to the messaging of what our uh, our house of our house and our Senate tried to do with issue one. The messaging was not good because all it said was please vote for issue one and stop the ballot initiative in November. But people were confused about what this was about. And my spirit kept saying, tell the people that in 1912, progressives wanted progressive agendas and they lowered the, the threshold to change our constitution, not the laws. Do you know what she just said? Laws. Laws can be tweaked and, and, and debated. So that if it were an abortion law, then you could do consent. You could do... You could some, add the burdens that she the mentioned. The burdens on maybe some... You could add burdens to um, the abortion clinics. At this point, with this bill, there's no burden. No, nothing. Nothing can stop you. No person... The state cannot burden you from getting an abortion or gender reassignment at any age from birth on. Yeah. Okay, which is crazy because it says any person, but a baby in the womb is a person. Right. Right? So I would say that I would argue a person has a right to choose whether they would, their, their reproduction. Okay, you're right. That means the baby in the womb has a right to choose. And you don't get to take away that right, so you can't kill it. Right. You can't kill that person. So let's go ahead and play... Uh, a little bit here from David Barton and my scripture readings for to, for today from the Founders Bible go perfectly along with this because I'm reading in Exodus about how Moses uh, could not take the burden of deciding the disputes of the people. Mm -hmm. So Moses's father-in-law says, "Pick out some good men, right from from amongst you." And Exodus 18:21. Did you know that our constitutional government was a result of men who read the Bible? Right. You know that. It's a rhetorical question. Um, and you've got uh, Noah Webster here saying, the founding father of uh, Schoolmaster of America, he says, in selecting men for office, let principle be your guide. It is alleged by men of loose principles or defective views of the subject that religion and morality are not necessary or important qualifications for political stations. But the scriptures teach a different doctrine. They direct that rulers should be men who rule in the fear of God, able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness. And that is a direct quote from Exodus 18.21 for those 70 that Moses was to choose. Mm -hmm. It is the neglect of this rule of conduct in our citizens that we must subscribe the multiplied frauds, breaches of trust, uh, peculations, white-collar larceny, and embezzlements of public property, which astonish even ourselves, which tarnish the character of our country, which disgrace a Republican government. So a lot of conservatives are upset with our Republican government. But it's not the Republican government. It's the people... And the people are not picked because we're not picking uh, those who fear God. Really fear God that if we don't do what God wants us to do, he's going to punish us. 
We need to have a fear of God. We've got this namby-pamby little religion out there that thinks that God, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Sex trafficking must be cool with God because I'm doing it and he's cool with it. No, fear God. No matter what you do, he's watching you. Okay? Fear God. Able men such as fear God. Our founding fathers actually hated um, democracy in all its forms. And let's see... Uh, Whatever David Barton doesn't say here, I'll, I'll bring up from the, the Founder's Bible. Okay. About a Republican form of government, which is what issue one was trying to restore. A Republican a form republic. of government. We are a constitutional not republic. a democracy. We're not even a democratic republic. We are just a constitutional republic. And actually, Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution prohibits America from ever becoming a democracy. We have to remain a republic. The Founding Fathers gave us a republican form of government. The Constitution requires we preserve a republican form of government. And they said they got the republican form of government out of Exodus 18.21, out of Deuteronomy 1, 15 and 16, and out of Deuteronomy 16.18. Those are the three passages. And if you remember Deuteronomy 18.21, Deuteronomy 18.21 says, Choose out from among you leaders of tens, fifties, hundreds, and thousands. Oh. Let's have elections. Let's elect local, county, state, and federal officials. That's not a democracy. That's a republic. And that's why we are called the republic. We pledge allegiance to the republic of the United States. No, no, no. We don't ever want to become a democracy. The Bible teaches about that. It's a really bad deal. The Constitution actually, right, Article play. 4, So what happened was, and I, I, I want to take that one, um, that clip, if you wouldn't mind, and, and maybe in, even during the show, just download it and just upload it into Facebook, right? Um, because that... And, and, and so you want me to grab another one? There's another your one. history? I thought you had another one. I do. Did right. I not actually press play on it? I don't think you did. It's not there. I played it for seven seconds. Oh, it keeps switching me back. Did you know that I just, I switched that account to what this? What are you going to do? How is that even happening? So the, the punchline here is, guys, that we can't change the fact that we are a constitutional republic and nor should we want to and and um it's a it's a result of poor education and a rewiping of history rewriting yeah. of history that has um sh taught us otherwise throughout Is there a time history, stamp we need nations have experimented with various forms of government we're just gonna play a little bit of it from tyrannies and monarchies to democracies and republics. The world has witnessed the triumphs and failures of these governing institutions. So where does America fit within these categories? Are we a democracy or a republic? How did the founding fathers choose America's government? And most importantly, which form of government works best? Join historian David Barton with special guests Glenn Beck right, on the House Intelligence Committee, which really is in charge of all of our national secrets. So a very important responsibility. Michelle, it's great to have you. Thanks Thank for being you. here it's with us. Thank you. It's great to be back again. This is an exciting subject today because we're talking about the best government. We've seen a lot of the worst governments over history and over time. We'll talk about that. But we're talking about the best government. And I think there's the Bible has a lot to say about that. You know, it's amazing. The Bible actually covers different forms of government, which ones work well mm -hmm. and which ones don't. Let's so take our first guidance. question. Good. I think we have some people who have a question for you today. Every nation in the world has governments, and those governments seem to work well for those people. But it doesn't work the same for all people. 
So variety is good, but why push one form of government over another form of government? You know, David, I don't know that that's exactly true, that all governments work for people, because just ask people living in China, yeah. ask people who are living in Russia today, ask a woman who's living in Iran how that's working for yeah. her. I don't know that every government really is equal. Isn't that called a philosophy of relativism? It, Talk about that. It is, but we really teach that a lot. I'm appointed in a lot of states by state boards of education governors to do social studies standards in those states. And when you look at what's in the textbooks, one of the things that we're teaching I, apparently, we don't, we don't want anyone to feel bad about anything they do. So we're telling kids, oh, all governments work well. One of the textbooks that was brought for adoption, Texas, said that the best form of government ever invented in the history of mankind is communism. Really? Why in the Why? world would a textbook writer put that in when it's so patently obvious? We have well, people today living under communism who are being killed. Look at North Korea. That's right. But the problem we have is what we don't do in schools today is we don't have any type of accountability to show what works and what doesn't work. We put the ideas out there and never judge them. Jesus said you judge a tree by yeah, its fruits. That's right. And the problem we have today is we have political leaders. Now, some of the ones that you've had to deal with say, oh, every nation is exceptional. Every nation well, is our, superb. our president said that. That's right. Our president said that Professors say that all the time. Professors say America is no different from any other nation. In fact, all the president of the Russia same. recently said that Russia is an exceptional nation. And, <laughs> well, maybe for the wrong thing. And by that standard. Now, let's just go through some governments real quick here. America, we've had one form of government since 1789, our Constitution. We have. We have. We have. Same period of time. France has had 16 constitutions, same period of time. Haiti has had 23 constitutions since 1801. Venezuela has had 25 constitutions since 1811. Brazil has had seven constitutions since 1822. Ecuador is 20 since 1830. The Philippines, seven since 1899. You go to Russia, four constitutions since 1918. Poland, seven since 1919. Nigeria, nine since 1922. Afghanistan, six since 1923. Iraq, four since 1925. And if you put it in perspective, Ohio has had 172 changes to its constitution since it's been enacted. That is in line with all of these constitutions that went null and void. Our constitution is, it has Swiss cheese all the way through it. And we saw the left coming to our constitution to try to, to put a, a death blow to it. Well, and like I said on the Brighton segment, again, in, in, in case this, this, you're missing this, okay? A constitution is designed to be an immutable document that right. is very, very difficult to change. It's right. the foundation of your home. You don't take a jackhammer to it every five seconds. If your basement leaks, you better think about 10 or 20 times before you yeah. want to put a sump pump in because if you cut a hole in that foundation, you could just consistently flood and that sump pump may not keep up. You don't cut into your foundation unless it is absolutely irrevocably necessary and it should be really, really um, difficult to do. And so back in 1912, per the quote from Teddy Roosevelt that Leah read earlier, the left hates a constitutional republic because that constitution, that foundational document makes it so that things cannot be changed and cannot be moved. So since they couldn't get rid of the constitutional republic that we have here in Ohio, they decided that they were going to enforce their form of democracy by lowering, amending the constitution to 50% plus one person, which essentially makes the whole constitution null and void.
And a constitution, like Leah said, a constitution and a democracy cannot exist in the same breath because a constitution gives you inalienable rights that people, that the, that the, the mass mob of people cannot just vote on a whim to take away from you. A democracy says, if we all want to vote to hang you, then we can vote to hang you. And a constitution says, absolutely not. It doesn't matter how many people vote that they want to hang you. You have certain inalienable rights that are in the constitution. So what they are trying to do with this 50% plus one, and they have been succeeding at it in Ohio for the past 110 years, 11 years, is making it so democracy rules instead of a constitutional republic, which gives you inalienable rights that are very difficult to change. And we must get back to that. Oh, that's so good. Let's play a little bit more of this video. Among them, we're told in Exodus 18, 21, choose out from among you leaders of tens, fifties, hundreds, and thousands. And that was actually his father-in-law. That was his father-in-law. Who instructed Jethro, who Moses that. because right. he saw how exhausted Moses that's was right. trying to lead the people. And that's when he said, look, you, you have to have people that help you. But like you said, it was somebody who'd be in charge of maybe 50 people, somebody in charge of 100, somebody in charge of 1,000. Mm -hmm. And of course, that would be a different level of authority and jurisdiction. It's your local county, state, and federal is yeah. what we would compare it to today. And at that level, you elect someone to represent you. You're not, you're not the one speaking directly. It's not a democracy where everyone votes. This is, instead of having 330 million Americans vote, we have 435 mm -hmm. of you guys vote. Mm -hmm. And so in a republic, you elect people to represent you as they go. Now, you've got some weak forms of republics, which are parliamentary systems. They're, they're not as strong. And in a parliamentary system, the elected people are the power until the next election. But you have a better Again, form. Again, it's not a written system of law. That's right. It's not. That's the problem. It's like, this is my banknote. The Constitution is our personal banknote. That's right. It says, I get to own that. My inalienable rights are mine. So it, it, it maximizes for me, and yet it limits someone like me That's right. who holds an election certificate. That's right. I can only do it for a certain area of authority. That's a good thing. That's the constitutional. That's the highest republic, form. The highest, the highest form, form. Which we have. And in that we form. We in America. Oh, go ahead. Well, the founders did an exhaustive study of governments. That's what we're talking about right. right now. What's the best government? Imagine what they went through to secure our liberty. They had just thrown off the most economic, mighty nation in the world, the greatest military power in the world. This little ragtag army won this improbable war. And so these very brilliant men decided, let's search the world and all of history. Which would be the best form of government? We're starting from scratch. Why not do the best? Yeah. And after their exhaustive search, that's what they discovered. They a a constitutional right. republic would be most in line with the word of God. And it's, it's so key because in every form of government, you always want to ask, what's the source of power? And in a weak republic, the source of power is your elected officials. In a strong republic, constitutional republic, your source of power is the written law. That's right. And, it's, and it doesn't matter. And officials who recognize that. That's right. Who, officials who come under. Who come the, under that highest under power. The, because remember, the law is the protection for the people. That's right. It's the people who are protected. That's why when you say that no man is above the law, 
That's to protect the people, people. That's right. from the ruler. The people are the ones who set the boundaries under God, and as long as the rulers stay below that, then you have liberty. Yeah. When the leaders rise above that level, then you got problems. That's right. You have to have the right tension and the right balance so that you can keep it together and it works That's right. well. We have also an oligarchy that you see today in Russia, where you have a couple of kingpins under the main czar. When you throw off all the constraints of law, which a lot of people That's documents, anarchy. the declaration. So I have a theocracy. As long as we have a constitution, there's no way. So there for is you no to be involved, Christian there is no in the world today. There is no Jewish theocracy in the world today. There are only Islamic theocracies that's right. in the world well, there's today. There's secular theocracies too. There, oh, well, yeah, the, oh, <laughs> yeah. very good. That is true. That's that right. Is they, true. they think they hear from that's a higher true. power. That's true. So let's let's go back to democracy for a minute because this thing that you just hit. Um, the, the religious people that came to America, like the Pilgrims and others, when they came here, it was interesting that John Robinson, the pastor of the Pilgrims, when the Pilgrims got here, he didn't make it. He sent the Pilgrims yeah. here. He said, here's what you do. When you get to America, he said, do not carry over there into that new land the bad customs we have over here. Over here, we have kings. He says, remember that God did not give kings to Israel. So when they got here, they were told, remember, the form of government they rejected is what God had given them in Exodus 18.21. Yeah. Choose out your own leaders. That's a representative republic. And so when they got here, they set up annual elections. They didn't do biannual elections like we do. They had an election every year in both church and state. You chose your church leaders and your state leaders. And I, I've got at home a couple of books that are election sermons. Yes. So that the pastors faithfully out of the pulpit before the election, they gave long sermons right. about what to look for. They talk about taxation and issues. This was something we did in America did. For, century, for centuries. So that the church saw themselves as having to teach the people what to look for. As a matter of fact, here's some quotes from Founding Fathers, just to prove we're not a democracy. Take James Madison, he said, democracies have ever been spectacles of turbulence and contention, have ever been found incompatible with personal security of the rights of property, and have, in general, been as short in their lives as they have been violent in their deaths. Now that's a guy who studied history. It is, and it's amazing. The bigger you are, the harder you fall. And it's and the story of nations is how quickly a nation goes into demise. Yeah. And that's why we need to be vigilant. So we have a couple of action items that we need to yeah, talk about right. for the people. First of all, all right. you guys, okay, that's good. Yeah. So I want to address some comments here, um, Nancy, in on Facebook. I'm really glad that you're here, and I'm guessing you're here because you saw some of our videos on issue one and you were for it. Cause I think that from what I'm gathering here in the chat that you are um, a liberal. You're for issue one? Not for it, against it. Like you voted no. Um, and well, it's hard for me to explain if somebody doesn't believe in a constitutional well, republic. Let I me can't. just, I got this. Okay. Nancy says, I don't obey your God or his commandments. Okay. And, and, and she says, I don't believe in your God. Okay. Here's the thing about that. And that's fine. You don't have to believe in our God to be here in America. Like you don't. You don't even have to believe in the Ten Commandments. Although I would say you probably do obey most of them. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. You know, you, those kind of things. Hopefully you don't commit adultery. Um, most of those, most of the commandments are things that are every day. Like everybody abides by them. By and large, you know, you don't bear false witness. We try not to lie to each other, that kind of thing. Yeah, you don't so, want to go in front. Bear false witness means if you go to court, don't, don't lie. Don't lie, exactly. Um, 
our show, we always say we don't lean right, we don't lean left, we lean on the word of God. And we filter everything in our worldview through that. If you don't like that, that's okay. You don't have to stick around. Although I would love for you to. Um, when it comes to religion here in America or in any state, if I were to move to the Middle East, I don't believe in Mohammed and I would not abide, I would not, um, I actually wouldn't even seek to be obeying the laws that they have that are based on, it is a theocracy by the way, um, because I don't believe in them. And I don't believe in their God. And I think that their their rules and their laws, according to hijab, Sharia I don't, law, I, I think all that is wrong. I think Iran, that, you can't, women can't um, I think that, travel without a man. I think permission. that the ability to throw homosexuals off of a building and kill them is wrong. Yeah. And they have that in law over there. Well, in Saudi Arabia, they behead them by sword. It, exactly. So I don't believe in that. Now, just because I don't believe in it, okay, doesn't mean that I would go to that nation and then deny their history and say that the foundations of how they ended up where Iran, they are at, I wouldn't try to rewrite history, okay? I wouldn't try to rewrite their laws. I may say, I think we should change these because I don't think that they are right. And you have every right to say that, okay? But here in the United States, you do not get to rewrite history and the foundation of our government and how we came to exist and the fact that our founding fathers based this nation after seeking God and said, our constitution is made for a religious and moral people and it is wholly inadequate to the governing of any other. Okay. So you could say, Nancy's like, well, I'm not a religious or moral person. So the constitution really doesn't govern me. And I would agree with you on that. The constitution will not govern you well if you're not a religious and moral person. Okay. So you guys on the left can do your best to try to get rid of the Constitution, which everybody on the left is trying to do, because like I said, the Constitution gives us unalienable rights that cannot be taken away. You said gives. Or assures, assures the inalienable rights. So you can try to redo America, which the left is actively trying to do. I actually, frankly don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with people that come to me and they say, listen, I understand that America is a Christian nation. I understand that our founding fathers were Christians and that they founded this nation on Christian principles. I understand that the Declaration of Independence is an extremely Christian document with scriptures throughout, that our constitution is an extremely Christian document with scriptures throughout, and that the very foundation of America is Christian and that we are a constitutional republic. And I would like to change that. So at least if you're going to be on our channel, I would ask you to be at least enter into intellectually honest, intellectually honest conversations. Okay. I don't agree that we should be a Christian nation and here's why and here's my arguments for that and okay we can talk about that all day long but the problem that I have is when leftists and people on on the other side of the aisle and it's not to me it's not a right issue or a left issue I will say conservatives and liberals whatever Christians non-Christians but that it's all muddy okay the line is very blurred but we must all come to an agreement that when you research the founding documents and you research our founding fathers, well, they were undeniably, overwhelmingly Christian. Yeah. So what David Barton just pointed out was that Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution actually requires that the United States shall guarantee every state in this union a Republican form of government. And so I would go so far as to say that it is unconstitutional 
to change one's constitution by a democracy. They would have to, You would, and, and this is like what we tried to do with issue one. We tried to use something that we don't agree with to make it something that we do agree with, okay? So in order to get rid of the constitution, you have to use the constitutional process, the Republican process in order to get rid of it. And that's something that you will never see. And so, so you'll never see the constitution be rid of. They will only try to twist, contort it and hide it. James Madison says, democracies have ever been spectacles of turbulence and contentions, have ever been found incompatible with personal security or the rights of property and have in general been as short in their lives as they have been violent in their deaths. Um, Fisher Ames, he's a framer of the Bill of Rights. A democracy is a volcano which conceals the fiery materials of its own destruction. These will produce an eruption and carry desolation in their way. And so what we were trying to do with issue one was say the left is coming and the volcano is getting ready to erupt. We've got to stop it yeah. because they're coming to take away parental rights and abortion on demand. The volcano is rumbling and we could have like eliminated the possibility of a volcano erupting. No, actually we couldn't have. There was no way that issue one was going to eliminate. And that's the difference that they were lying to us all about. They were lying to people. They were saying that if we voted, on, if we voted yes on issue one, then there would be no possibility for anybody to ever amend the constitution ever again. And it only raised it by 9.99%. 60% is not a super majority. 60% can be rammed through very, very easily. So it wasn't even going to assure a victory. I don't in think I meant that. Did I mean ensure? I, what I meant to you say. You said it would assure it. I didn't mean to say that. It would mitigate the effects of a possible volcano. Because yeah. I know that it mm -hmm. would still erupt. Um, John Adams, democracy will soon denigrate into anarchy. Such an anarchy that every man will do what is right in his own eyes. And no man's life or property or reputation or liberty will be secure. And every one of these will soon mold itself into a system of subordination of all the moral virtues and intellectual abilities, all the powers of wealth, beauty, wit, and science to, a, to the wanton pleasures, caprice, will, and the extra abominable cruelty of one or a very few. And that's what we're seeing with this bill in mm -hmm. November. Yeah. But with that, you know... Um, we got some good news. I think we have something fun this week to, to, to bring to you guys. There is a viral, a clip going viral and his, by a, a wonderful, beautiful Oliver Anthony country artist named Oliver Anthony. And he, I'm going to play part of his song. I'm going to kind of play some more of his songs, uh, too, because I had a really good time. Uh, playing it, uh, playing, going through his uh, YouTube feed. So this is a guy who uh, touched the hearts of people by um, somebody recorded him on. He goes on a real mic with a good camera because he's <laughs> just doing it on his cell phone, <laughs> That's right? Awesome. And somebody named oh oh Radio W. So Radio West Virginia awesome. played his song. I love it. And essentially, and let me let me sum up what I think the song is. He is voicing what the average American is feeling mm -hmm. right now. Like people can't afford to do anything anymore. Like the grocery bills are out of the, out, you know, off the chain. And like a lot of people are going through depression. They're just struggling to make their mortgages, to pay their electric bill. 
and they're feeling it and he's feeling it. And he lives, like we said on our Brighton segment earlier, on 90 acres. He's got... Uh, he's he, like an off-grid 90 acre. Yeah, like, he's, he's got bush hogging and he's got his dogs and chickens and it's... Yeah. All right. So we're going to listen to this song that he wrote in its entirety because um, it's really good. And you guys may have heard me um, play it in the intro there, but uh, it takes it's worth aim listening to at again. the moneyed elites in Washington, the backroom deal makers, happy to cruise through life while everyday men and women sweat and toil just to get by. Um, boy, he, the song voices the struggles of working class families in the era of Biden inflation, which you guys are all feeling. And they just tell you, don't worry about it. And the upper class opulence. And there's a veiled reference here if you listen to it to Jeffrey Epstein's Island. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay. So I can words, sit out here and so waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's done to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Just miners on an island somewhere Lord, we got folks in the street Ain't got nothing to eat And the old beast milking welfare well, God, if you're five foot three And you're three hundred pounds Taxes ought not to pay For your bags of fudge rounds Young men are putting themselves <laughs> Six feet in the ground Cause all this damn country does Is keep on kicking them down the lyrics are Lord, it's a damn shame. <laughs> yeah, that really was. What the world's gotten to? Yes, it was. People like me. People like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. All it is, living in the new world with an old soul. These rich men know the rich men. you do and then I don't think you know but I know that you do cause your dollar ain't shit and it's taxed to no end cause the rich men know the rich men There's a, you can keep another one if you want. I, I like the, um, you can, you can bring up maybe a couple of his, uh, like this little video of him with his chicken. This one? Yeah. Won't fall oh, my old dog. Okay. Now let's see. Um. Let's go down. Oh, I guess you have to go over from here. there. Okay. Oh, 
So this is his property. Uh, he says, I spend my free time writing songs and pursuing an off-grid life on 90 acres in the woods in Virginia. Awesome. This is this guy. So um, Oliver gave his life, really kind of committed it to God. A month ago. A month ago. Okay. Because apparently he was having like a really rough time. He's like, God, if you will answer my prayers um, for my music career, then I will live my life for you. And he stopped drinking a month ago. Then this song goes viral and he's got all of these people offering to produce it and to advertise for it for free just because of this song. And uh, that's a very quick turnaround for asking God for something. So here is part of it. Um, this name, this guy named Jason Howerton had offered to help produce an album for him. And he said, in the past, Oliver was struggling with mental health and coping with alcohol. In the depths of despair, just about a month ago, Oliver got on his knees and broke down in tears. Though he wasn't a religious man, that night he promised God to get sober if he helped him to follow his dream. Oliver was about nine, 30 days sober when someone reached out and asked him to come record a song for his YouTube channel. The song was Rich Men North of Richmond. Within days, the song went viral on social media. As Oliver told the story, he says the hair on the back of my head stood up. Goosebumps covered my body. Here is a man who broke down and surrendered everything to God, and within 30 days, he became an overnight sensation. And this guy says, when I offered to cover the cost for Oliver to produce a record, I had no idea what would transpire, nor did I know how powerful his story was or the situation that God was inserting me into. I just wanted to help. Conclusion. I'm excited to announce Oliver Anthony, Anthony has just joined Twitter. He's got an official Twitter account, ain't got a dollar. You can give him a follow. And John Rich has stepped up. Right, uh, so he I, wants to help him out. You can uh, pause that and bring it brush. down. So John Rich, Dan Bongino, um, Matt Walsh, they're all they're all stepping in. The Blaze, um, everybody wants to help this guy out. And um, we can go ahead and screen share and, and just play maybe, since they're not copyrighted yet, uh, some of his other... Oh, that's just him in the weekend. Um, I think I really liked uh, Rich Man's Gold here. I actually kind of think... This one I wrote, it's called Rich Man's Gold. The shave look kind of nice. Yeah, but the beard makes him look like a dude. I know. Granddaddy grew up on dirt floors. Old county was dirt poor. Mama died when he was four. What a damn shame. Grew the back of him and raised hogs. Seven young and handsome old dogs. I reckon they were living high on the hogs. Way back in their day. Just to pay bills and die. You weren't born to just pay bills and die. All you need is a dog, a shack with a creek in the back. And it's, that's a creek, by the good way. Good and warm and oh, oh, no need and rich man's gold. Bet the farm on that. Ought to start 
just pay bills and die and then this one was kind of really moving you could tell that he just was struggling uh when he wrote this folks and the good and lord well if it weren't for my old dogs and the good and lord they'd have me strung up in the psych ward cause every day living in this new world is one too many days to me Son, we're on the brink of the next world war And I don't think nobody's praying no more And I ain't saying I know for sure I'm just down on my knees Begging the Lord, take me home I just want to go home I don't know which road to go It's been so long I just know I didn't used to wake up Feeling this way Cussing myself every damn day People have really gone and lost their way They all just do what the TV say And I want to go home Seven generations farming the ground Grandson sells it to a man from out of town Two weeks later the trees go down Only got concrete growing around And I want to go home I want to go home I don't know which road to go It's been so long I just know I didn't used to wake up Feeling this way Well, cussing myself Every damn day There's always some kind of bill to pay People just doing what the rich man say And I wanna go home like it that is that one speaks a lot so he tells a story of like you seven generation farm and then sells a rich guy and you see it he's just concrete everywhere it's concrete jungles you guys probably live in them mm -hmm. you know right down the street carter way was an apple farm across the street was cows down the street was apples and it, it's just like what are we doing what are we doing and that this man's music speaks to that what are we doing why are we getting up? What are we doing? I, all I know is I didn't used to feel this way. I didn't used to feel like I'm a cog. And here's the thing. If you don't feel that way, God save your soul. Mm. Because if you don't feel that way, 
then that means you are probably taking advantage of somebody else. And I think what you mean by that, because those of us that are in Christ, we don't have the depression side of it, but we feel the, what are we doing? Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what are we doing about a family farm? Exactly. If you what don't we feel doing? that, a hundred percent. Waking up paying a bill every single day. Yeah. What are we doing? And and here's the thing: if you're not feeling it for other people, mm-hmm. okay, we are all taking advantage of each other in some manner. Yeah. And we shouldn't. If we need a shoemaker, used to make shoes because y'all needed shoes. Mm-hmm. They weren't Nike trying to get you to buy their shoe because Michael Jordan told you to. Yeah. You need a pair of shoes and you need a pair of good shoes. So you had a shoemaker. Sometimes you needed a bread maker. Sometimes you needed a candlestick maker. Right. But we have, if you're in advertising, God save your soul. Yeah. Okay. Because if you're selling Chinese made goods to somebody who doesn't need them, we should all only be doing stuff that people really need, not taking advantage of people. Yeah. Doing, we all as a community should be offering services to one another you know, I was reading today in Exodus on how they all brought things that they had as they were led to help build the tabernacle. So some women would weave some cloth and they brought in some skillful people to do this and that. And that's what community looks like. Yeah. But I am going to end with another cheerful video like that it. actually went viral for the wrong reasons because a right winger super... So if you're not on Twitter... Don't join. Okay, I go there and I grab the news and I bring it to you guys. But it is a cesspool of narcissistic humanity. And it, it's kind of overruled in a way by these um, workout men mm-hmm. who uh, try to like like coach you with life coach. Like they got all these super muscles and they post pictures of beautiful wives and beautiful kids. And hey, if you pay me 50 bucks a month, I'll coach you. Or wait, probably more than that, 50, probably 50 bucks a day. I'll coach you to be like me type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so one guy shares this this woman, and she's obviously a little bit overweight. Okay, You can't get away from it. And he's like, I hate the cadence of these TikTok-y type videos. And, and, and just by her looks, he, he assumed that she was lefty. And people, um, and some people ragged on her. Not this one, this one. I'm trying to find it. Uh, meet Caitlin Campbell. I think I just need... There's a lot. There she is. Right there. Was it right here? Yeah, there she is. Meet Caitlin Campbell. Okay. So I'm going to give you the punchline so you don't have to go through, like, what was going on? So meet Caitlin Campbell. She's a small business owner in this viral video. She grew up in Lynchburg, Virginia, before moving to Toronto. She started Street Brew Coffee with her dad. And she is an activist. But they thought that she was an activist on the left. But she is an activist. She does advocate a social cause. She helps the homeless get back on their feet, particularly through job training and employment. A part of the street brews, pro- street brews proceeds go to helping the homeless get back into society by providing job skills, housing, and a bank account. And you guessed it, she went to Liberty University and is a Christian. She Good morning, how are you guys? I've been getting my coffee here for weeks. Let's and go. It's so good. Welcome to a day in the life running my mobile coffee trailer. It's pop-up day, and the first thing we have to do is get our espresso dialed in and taste amazing. Staff seems to agree. It's ready to go. Trading a cold brew for a waffle, such a classic. Now I'm teaching Laura how to pull espresso to help with workflow, and she's practicing by making me my iced latte. Her iced latte, my friend. You would have to have the staff saying, my friend. Good morning. David, Dave, let's go! It's extra special because I got to meet Dave, who's been supporting for over two years in person, all the way from Newfoundland. Good morning! Good morning. How's it going? Good. 
Right on. Latte without vanilla for you, my friend. Good morning. This is your ice latte, my friend. Thank Good morning. My latte, my friend. My oat milk latte for you, my friend. Latte with vanilla for you, my friend. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. Good morning. Wolfers with almond milk for you, Thank my you friend. So this is your ice latte, my friend. We're getting started for you. Lattes with simple syrup, my friend. Have a great rest of your day. Going, guys. One with oat milk for you, my friend. Honor with milk, my friend. It's a wrap on another great pop-up day. Oh, that's awesome. So they ragged on her, but she actually is a Christian. And if you scroll down, there's another video. I think, no, there's one where she's advocating for the homeless. It should be right, let me see. There we go. Toronto is the fourth fastest growing city with a booming economy. Yet beneath the hustle and bustle of the busy downtown streets, there is a growing crisis. Homelessness is a rapidly growing problem. On any given night, there are more than 9,200 people on the Toronto streets. And on average, one homeless person dies a week. From 2016 to 2018, shelter occupancy increased by more than 60%, leaving shelters at a 98% occupancy rate, making it near impossible for those on the streets to find shelter. This got us thinking, what can we do to change this? One thing Canadians really love is coffee. We rank third in coffee consumption per capita, with the average person drinking 2.3 cups per day. Oh in 2020, more than 212 million pounds of coffee will be consumed in Ontario alone. That got us thinking, what if your morning coffee could change a life? What's really cool about this is that people are commenting so just really great comments. Um, I immediately like her. She's genuine joy. Um, in a Marxist society, people despise success and people who, who, uh, who are joyful while being of service are particularly despised. There was some mocking going on. So the mocking of Caitlin Campbell is a symbol, symptom of a Marxified strata in society. She's wonderful with customer service. She's uh, proud she's a Virginian, seems hardworking and sweet. And actually some people posted the meme of the kind of rotund, happy uh, pub maid. Your maiden. You know, like, hey, come and sit up and tell me but your stories. But there are other people life. leaving comments saying that she needs to go on a diet, which is that just goes to show the cesspool of Twitter. Yeah, the cesspool. But but other pe most people, I don't buy coffee much these days, but I'd stop by every morning just for that. That's awesome. Good morning, my friends. Good morning, my friends. That's Have really a great cute. day. How you doing? Let's go. That's like awesome. She's like a cheer. She's like a super cheerleader. She's a Christian. I she's part her. of a church. She went to Raymaker Church. She went to Liberty University. And um, yeah, I just feel like. And she's trying to help the homeless. And she's trying to help the homeless, homeless um, where strangers become friends. Hello, my friend. I want to awesome. be like that. Everybody's like, I want to be like that. That bundle of joy, bringing joy wherever you go. Hello, my friends. Let's go. Have a good day, my friend. I love it. I like it, She too. coined it. Like, the Holy Spirit gave that to her. And I'm glad that she's famous for all the right reasons. But I got to tell you what. When you are on, if you're on any sort of public thing, people are going to rip you to shreds about something. They do it right? to me and I all the time. Yeah. Michelle gets called a transgender. Um, we get called, you know... <sighs> 
it's all I although you did get a you did get a compliment sent in a message Michelle I like your forehead lines which I saw that and I wondered are was that something that you were calling out or like cuz it's been a while since I talked about it but it was very genuine so were they watching a a, a video where I addressed it or were they just addressing it cuz they noticed them but you can't really see them there you know what I mean? Like that. Well, but here's the thing. I mean, if we are promoting Nikki Vitale's stuff, you kind of have to show that. Nikki Vitale's extreme face cream and the, um, what's the, what's it called? The, the eye serum is what is. That's awesome. what I, it's not, I wasn't even talking about my forehead lines because there's nothing. For, oh, maybe I told them about the frowny strips that I've used. Um, but the Vicky Vitale stuff legit has we helped with the We talked feet. about the fact, we said. We don't use Botox. This is all. Oh, natural. that's right. That's right. But these I, are all from from smile. And then, you know what? Some people say don't smile because you get smile lines. I ain't, I ain't gonna stop smiling. I like. I kind of like to smile lines here. And we then, were saying that you I watch always all raise these... my eyes, so like I'm gonna have them. I like. Right. My mom doesn't have them. I have them. If you I'm look constantly at, like, if you ever look at at pictures of me with when I'm smiling, most of the time it's an open mouth smile because it makes my eyes go like this. Because otherwise. I because otherwise, if I just smile, then my eyes close. So what happens if... Uh, with so a, apparently happiness makes it so I can't see. What happens to a Botox person who tries to smile like we do? Because I do know oh, that... Yeah. When we smile, When I like watch this. a lot of Botox women, yeah. they have facial constrictions. And you guys don't want my face to be constricted. That's a fact. Because I took a screenshot. Did you take the screenshot? Yeah, on my you own You can't send computer. it to my messenger. You have to send it to me on email. On my own computer when we were doing uh, that Revelation Red Pill this week. Revelation Red Pill. While Leah's pulling that up, I want to remind you, this week has been an absolute jam-packed week for us. So if you have missed out like on videos, we started doing videos huge on Sunday. Then we went to the prayer rally, which all of those videos are worth watching anyway, even though the vote is over. Ton of videos on Sunday. Then we did videos on Monday leading into Tuesday. Then we did videos on Tuesday. Then we did Revelation Red Pill on Wednesday. We were up in Columbus with Sherry Tenpenny, who did get her license um, indefinitely suspended here, her medical license indefinitely suspended here in Ohio. And I, we didn't do a, a special report on that this week, even though it is news to be reported to you guys. But you can go and watch the videos that we did while we were up there in Columbus. And then last night we had on Brianna France um, and her powerful, powerful testimony of how God has taken her from hell. She's a little Russian girl to um, just super on fire for God. We have been knocking it out of the park this week with videos. So go to our Rumble channel and check all those out. And then on top of all that, I think Patriot Gallery has a video or two that she dropped this week that you guys can go and check out. Do so you, do you have that um, Richmond and Richmond is literally stuck in my head. I Richmond. Know. Do you have um, the Jim Caviezel one? Do you want to end with that or no? I can get it. Okay, so here's a screenshot I took right, when we were in Revelation Red Pill. And I had fast forwarded uh, to try to find something and I thought, you know what? This is why we do what we do. Because, you know, what would radio be like if it wasn't that? <laughs> That's excellent face that you're making there, Leah. <laughs> And I just wonder if it's if I had my face for Botox, would that still work? I don't know, but that face that I'm making is very classic to the faces that you make, um, which is just so Cause great. Because I gotta be honest, Laura Ingram, or she talking like this, and what happens with Laura Ingram? And I'm just gonna tell you guys, 
she talks and her teeth don't move. And her teeth stuck. And she doesn't really open her mouth and she talks like this a lot. And she always smiles, even when it's sad. She's always smiling. Because I tell you what, I have to, I've been purposely trying to make myself smile more because it doesn't look very good with my resting face is not great. Okay, I get that. Michelle's always like, your resting face is a little bit down, down, downer. So I'm trying to so like... which one should I play? Oh, cause you, no, do you have to just download it from your phone? I don't. I could plug it in real quick if you want me to. So you could just play it rather than a video of the video. You yeah. guys, uh, we have a cool clip with Jim Caviezel. Um, there, the, we are literally in the front row, meaning there's no one in front of us with this Jim Caviezel clip. Like, there are thousands of people, and we're right there. Pays to no people. Right there, and there's Jim, and there's us. There's Jim and us. It's going to take me a second. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst up. yourselves. So, you guys know the, um... The other officer that was with the George Floyd deal, the Asian-looking guy, Tao, uh, Tao Tao, he's been sentenced to four years and nine months in state prison. And the Minneapolis judge has sentenced him, kind of basically um, berated him. And Sal says, I didn't do anything wrong. He maintained his innocence all the way up through. Wow. And the judge is like, I wish you had more remorse. Oh, my. Wow. Um, I like this comment here. Kelly says, I always love to watch Michelle's reaction and facial expressions to Leah's rants. And then, um, oh, Sherry says that. And then Kelly says, uh, laughing emoji. And laughing Sherry emoji, says, right? I don't trust a person with no smile lines. Don't trust them. They either don't smile or it's Botox. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's see what I'm looking at here. So Chloe Cole, there's a video going around where she's talking to a, another transgender and, and she starts to tell this person what she's been through. And, oh, it's, wow. and it's kind of a hard conversation because Chloe's telling her, like, listen, I still have aches and pains in my body. Mm -hmm. I don't have breasts that I would want. Right. Um, I don't know if I can have kids. So uh, it was a really cool uh, kind of conversation. Chloe is putting herself out there to kind of really. Awesome. She's actually more comfortable, I think, when she's talking to people her own age. Mm -hmm. And um, is it ready? Yep. That those of us that have the most to lose did the least to prevent it's happening. Well, I think it's high time now we ask our. You're not hearing it? Am I? Not? Oh, I'm not plugged in. It's not muted. It's just Can I'm they see it? In. Yeah. Okay, there it is. That those of us that have the most to lose did the least. To prevent it's happening, well, I think it's high time now we ask ourselves if we still even know the freedoms that were intended for us by our founding fathers. Every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. Yes! sin freedom from our weaknesses freedom from the slavery that sin makes out of all of us that is the freedom that is worth dying for it reminds me of the words that mel gibson first intoned in his academy award-winning film braveheart 
when he said to his ragtag army, and I say to you today, I see before me a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as freemen, and freemen you are. What will you do without freedom? Would you fight? This man says, no, we'll run and we'll live. Yeah, fight and you may die. Run and you'll live for at least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you have been willing to trade all the years from this day to that for one chance, just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that you can take our lives, but you can never take our freedom. Every man dies. Not every man truly lives. You, 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 we must fight for that authentic freedom and live, my friends. By God, we must live. And with the Blessed Virgin Mary as your shield and Christ as your sword, may you join St. Michael and all the, all the angels in defending God's children and sending Lucifer and his henchmen straight right back to hell where they belong. And in the words of Ronald Reagan, remember, evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. May God love you, keep you, and guide you all the days of your life. And on August 8th, I know you will vote yes. Thank you. So that was absolute fire. I mean, Jim Caviezel brought the fire there, and it shows that... There was a whole host of things behind issue one, but above all else, protecting children is the main reason why people went out and voted yes, I believe. Yeah. And, that's and I think that, yes. that for me, the spiritual ramifications of not voting yes, because it was about children, even though for me, it was about the constitution and children. Um, that's the, that's what's at stake here, guys. And we all must believe in our hearts that protecting the children should be um, paramount Yeah. above everything. And you don't stop to think. It's kind of like the video we played of the clip of the guys driving by that lady. In a moment of desperation, they left her there. Yeah. And that's the way that I view the people that voted no. Mm-hmm. In a moment of desperation, you left, you left her there. But the people that were voting yes were like, we're so desperate to save lives. In a moment of desperation, it doesn't matter what happens to us. So that's the difference. Vote no was, we're desperate. We have to do this to protect ourselves. And vote yes was, we're desperate. We have to do this to help the children. Yeah, I don't know what my my truth uh, sign in is, but you gotta retweet retruth this for Tom. Um, Tom is gonna have it on Twitter soon. He says, "Could you please get this out?" I could end Facebook and play it right here on Rumble right now. Okay, bye Facebook. 
All right, Facebook, we love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. And we will see you guys on Sunday for our world news program. Um, I'm going to drop the link if you want to finish the rest of this and you want this. Literally, Tom Renz personally texted this update about um, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, an interview that he did with her about her medical license being revoked. And uh, we'll play it right now. So we're going to end Facebook and say goodbye. And you guys can. I know that some of you guys were having issues with, with issues with Rumble. Let me say this. The app itself is great for giving you notifications when someone goes live. The app itself is not great for actual playback of videos. So I would keep the app so you can get notified when we go live, but then watch us in your web browser if you're using your cell phone or an iPad or something like that. So there's a little tip for you there. Um, so now we've said goodbye to Facebook and now we will go to Truth and we will go to Tom Wren's page. Which he probably tagged us in it, if I had to guess, because he does that. Yeah. All right, so this is breaking news. Breaking, breaking, breaking. We're going to watch it on Rumble. So Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, wow, we have a big, big show here today. Let me tell you what's going on. So many of you may have heard, uh, but on, when I'm not doing this commentator thing, you know, I do that lawyer thing, right? Oh, we have a big, big show here today. Let me tell you what's going on. Let's fast forward so to maybe many of you may have heard, what's going on. Uh, okay. But when I'm not doing this commentator thing, you know, I do that lawyer thing, right? And uh, one of my clients and one of my dearest, dearest friends is Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Well, we were just at the Ohio Medical Board the other day uh, dealing with a ridiculous, ridiculous uh, complaint that the board has uh, decided to file against her. And uh, the board decided that due process rights are no longer important and uh, that they wanted to take her license away. And so they did, they suspended her license. This is an incredible thing, folks, and actually one of the most manifestly unjust things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, we intend to deal with this in the courts, but uh, I wanna talk a little bit about what happened. I wanna show you guys what happened. I wanna share what happened. Now, you understand that when we get to the courts, there's limitations to what we can say and what we can do, but this was a public hearing, okay? So what we're gonna be doing is we're gonna be talking about things that occurred at a public hearing. And the reason that we're doing it is because while I am a lawyer, I am also a political commentator, right? And so I really think that there needs to be political action taken as a result of this in addition to anything we do in the courts. Now, we'll preserve Sherry's license to the best of our ability, we're gonna fight that in the courts. And uh, you know that's that. Now I can't do certain things, talk about certain things related to that, but I have to talk about certain things that our political branches need to deal with. And as an elected official, I asked some questions of our AG, our Ohio Attorney General, who's supposed to be a Republican, but whose uh, assistant, one of his people in his office, actually just said the due process is overrated. I'm paraphrasing. Further, uh, I, I need to know uh, why it is that in the state of Ohio, we have a situation where, where administrative agencies are apparently able to do whatever they want and ignore due process regardless of what's going on. And uh, I mean, if this is where we are, I would ask the Republican legislature and the Republican governor and the Republican AG, don't you think we need to pass some legislation to fix it? So without further ado, let me bring on my dear, dear friend, 
And uh, one of the greatest warriors I know, uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Hey, Sherry, how are you? Good morning, Tom. Well, I talk about my fa favorite warriors. I'm sitting in the same on the same Zoom call with this, with one of my favorite warriors. Well, I, you know I love you, Sherry. Uh, so, I mean, for everybody that doesn't know, you know, when I started fighting on the COVID stuff, Sherry was one of the very, very, very. So, do first... we want to skip ahead to what actually happened, or? Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. The 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 uh, the tax department, you know, from IRS. I mean, whenever when you when they send you a letter and you respond, they send you a letter, you respond. They send you a letter and you respond. How is that failure to cooperate? To me, I, we cooperated at every level. Level. We looked at the letters. We responded appropriately and legally. My lawyers drafted you, Tom, and Eric Jones, my other lawyer, drafted responses appropriately and set it back. And they go, nope you didn't cooperate with us. Well, I guess that just simply means that they didn't like the answers, but it didn't mean that I failed to cooperate. And, and then when, when Eric asked them at the, the hearing, can you give us a definition of failed to cooperate? And they couldn't. And he said, well, then how can you say my client failed to cooperate because you don't, ha don't have a legal definition? And then the other thing that I felt that was really unfair was that this has been going on for two years. You know, the first letter that we got from them was two years ago. And they made it sound like at the hearing, like they had been chasing me for two years to get my attention and I never responded to them with anything. You mean that not... first letter where they out of the blue decided that you needed to submit yourself to a psych eval from a psychiatrist that they supplied uh, without any any input from lawyers or anything else. You just, you just hey, uh, you random person, you need a psyche eval, right? Uh, which, and which, you need to give us all of your records on anything. And by the way, this is all about COVID because they said that in the letters. And oh, by the way, that broke law in Ohio, the way I understand it, because you have to have reasons to, to ask somebody for a psyche evaluation, which they didn't meet the criteria. And not only did they pick the person and the date and the time, they told me to bring a $2,000 check with me to pay that person to evaluate me. And so, so not only, you know, did the fact that they, they, they made it sound like in the public hearing, like I have completely stonewalled them, completely ignored them, never got back to them at all, which is a lie. And then the other part that I felt that was really unfair was that they gave us five minutes to put, uh, for you to put, to, to, to put uh, uh, information into the record. I never got a chance to respond. I never got a chance to talk. I never got a chance to, you know, say to your, you're supposed to face your accusers to ask them questions back. I didn't get a single word to be able to put into the record. It was what they said. And you only got five minutes. Yeah. So to me, that's, and I know that's general record, that's general board standards. That's the way they run their hearings. But I, not only do I not think that was, do I think that was unfair for me? I think that's unfair for anybody who has to show up at one of those hearings. Well, there were a lot of issues, and uh, I want to hit a couple legal things related to this because there's some things that I think that are really important, right? So, let me. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm gonna be a lawyer for a minute, okay? So, and the, under the Fifth Amendment, uh, you can't penalize someone. The Fifth Amendment's very clear: no one shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process, right? Uh, now understand that despite what they said in this hearing, uh, you have a well-recognized 
constitutional property interest in your license. So you cannot be deprived of that property interest under the law without due process. Now, there are two different types under the law so of due process. So what you missed, Substance one of the first letters that they said that she didn't comply with was they said, um, they the first letter was submit yourself to a psyche valve with a psychiatrist that we choose right, at the timing and then, and bring us $2,000 check because you had to pay for it. Uh-uh. Due process and procedural due process, right? Uh, what happens is, is procedural due process Why it's not playing? Oh, we got. It's so small. Hang on. Ah, uh, you're gonna have to. Well, you know what? You guys can go and watch this. It's on Tom Renz's channel. We've got to get going anyway. Got some. I think it would be, be good for us to even just make that one of our own uploads. Yeah, hundred percent. On Rumble, so we'll make that an upload so you guys can find that on Resistance Chicks on yeah. Rumble. Yeah, we'll sick. Patriot Gallery on that. So thank Patriot Gallery for all the hard work she does. While I went upstairs to let a dog out, I brought down. These, you know what they look like? They look like the fake ones that you buy at the store. Hold up one. To um to put in like your decorations. These are our grapes that we grew. Like how exciting is that? They smell they, so good. They smell. See, these are real grapes. The grapes well, that you get at the Concord, store. Green Concord. Yeah, but I'm so just these saying are they're real grapes. The grapes you get at the store are not real grapes, by the, the way. Well, they're table grapes. They're real. You think that... At any time in the history of mankind, those were real grapes. I don't know. They smell like grape juice. Yeah. Like, that's what they smell like. And they taste like it. These are the these are green versions. They are so, so yummy. Leah picked those today. So I, I was so excited because this was the first year we didn't lose them all to fungus and rot. Sherry says, if they did that to me, I would just sell everything off and go off grid. Um, Salty Mama says exactly what they did to Jordan Peterson in Canada. Recently, they gave him an option of re-education or else um, I remember that. to practice um, or lose his license. License to practice for life. He no longer practices. Can you believe it? Um, yeah. This is insane. This is an insane world. And that is why that song is. That's why that song right. hits hard. It does. Yeah. North man and rich, rich man. man and rich man. All right, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. We love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. It's actually the truth. Go get yourself some MyPillow sandals. Go to MyPillow.com forward slash RC and use promo code RC in your checkout. Um, I think the Giza Dream Seats. Dream, dream get yourself out of the system and go to ITM Trading. Oh, yes. Get yourself out of their system. Call you guys are calling. Thank you. Yeah. You guys are calling. Get your free strategy call, okay? And they will help you figure out how much can I put into land? How much should I put into off-grid? How much should I put into gold and silver? And they'll help you. To, how, what, what do I do? How, if I've got, uh, you know, this retirement account, if I've got this savings account, what do I do? These people are our friends. We trust them. And guess what? They're doing it themselves. They are diversifying their wealth. Okay, it's called wealth preservation. If you have wealth, I thought I it. thought diversifying your wealth meant putting it into different stocks. No, water, shelter, food, barterability, and shields are made of metal. The okay? song is called "Richmond North of Rich Men, North of Rich Mund." 
Okay. But you can look him up, Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony on YouTube. You can give his channel a subscribe. You know, someone left the comment um, the other day because we were we were talking about the gold and silver um, shift that the a lot of the BRICS nations are shifting to gold and silver. And remember, we covered that in our world news program. And someone left the comment the other day and they said, girls, I hope that, you know, your partnership with ITM Trading is not influencing your reporting. It's actually the opposite. Our reporting of what is coming down the line influenced us to be like, hey, ITM Trading, do you want to partner we with us? We already buy silver and a little bit of gold because we can't afford a lot of gold, okay? And y'all are coming to us and you're like... And we've been sending you guys to ITM Trading for free for six years. We are going to continue. And here's why it's going to sound like the stories are getting more intense because we have reached the end and it is intense. So no, a partnering with ITM Trading has changed absolutely nothing other than more fervency to tell you guys to get out of the system. Well, and I will say this though, now that we have ITM Trading and we are partnering with them, that um, I feel way more comfortable sending you guys there because if yeah. you have something going wrong, then listen, they, they have a better business bureau Rating. Uh, rating that they want to keep up. Yeah, it's they plus, want. They, here's the thing: they've been in business for 27 years. They don't want to have you guys have a bad, um, a, a bad conversation with them or a right. bad experience. Exactly. Right, it's, guys. It's a free strategy call. Just give them a call. Okay, one eight six six nine five zero seven 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 six, or go to learn.itmtrading.com forward slash chicks. If you even read one of my mom's blogs. Which her big thing, we are the gold and silver girls. That's who we are. And we have been that way since Michelle was 16 years old. And she opened up her homeschool book and she came outside to my mom and she said, Mom, they're all communists. We have to get all our money out of the bank. We have to buy gold. And what did mom say? We can't afford it. We would if we could. Yeah. And Michelle has been following the price of gold since she was like 17 years old. And she's not 17 anymore. So it's been for many, many years. Hey. Many was enough. Many moons. Many sunrises. Many was enough. You didn't need to go many, many. Many star movements. Okay. We have many more things to talk about on Sunday. But and we, here's the thing. It'd be stupid for us to be like, I'm going to sit on this. And then when the poop hits the fan and you guys are all like, why am I covered in poop? Why didn't you warn me that shields are made of metal? Well, because it would look like we were just trying to manipulate you into... No! Am I trying to manipulate you to go buy some property? Let me ask you this question. Was Noah trying to manipulate everyone when he told them the flood was coming? There's your answer. I okay. don't care how you get your money into gold and silver. Just do it. Here's do one it. way to do it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. We'll see you guys next time right here on resistancechicks.com. And by the way, don't forget to go to... Um, I'm sure that IT and trade... That's a really way to promote us. I know. Really, we can't you, help it. That's who we are. That's not. We don't read you the shtick. I'm sorry. We're not good at the shtick. Standards plus historyacademy.com. If you are looking at curriculum going on. into this year, go to standards plus historyacademy.com. This is a friend of ours. We have had Barry Jones on our show. You can watch all of his programs. If you have watched our interviews with him and you enjoy them, then you know that you need to get this curriculum for this your children. Book is 
right there on okay. my standardsplushistoryacademy.com. I've got the links on today's show on resistancechicks.com, and I will make sure that I put it in the description later. Um, so please, 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 we need, if, if anything, if, if Tuesday has proven anything, our children are not educated in history according to the way that they should be. And no, Barry and Jones will do that for you. And it's extremely, ridiculously affordable. Like everybody, I don't care what kid your what school your kid goes to. Everybody just go to. It's not just for homeschooling. It's for every child. You can supplement if you know that your child is not being taught history properly. He makes it interesting. He makes it fun. It's standardsplushistoryacademy.com. We get no kickback from that, other than the fact you know we get out of it. Your child being raised properly and becoming a more civic-minded citizen in America. That's what we get out of it. I also have something else coming up. We're going to have Joy and Matt Thayer on our show. They are doing a re-release of the documentary that they did, The Trump I Know. Um, and you guys can go see to their truth social. Go to their truth. Join us for a massive red carpet rally live from Las Vegas on the 27th. Laura Trump, General Flynn, Devin Nunes, and some very special guests. Get your tickets today for this once-in-a-lifetime event hoped by, hosted by Sparrow Pitchers, the flyover conservatives, in support of real Donald Trump. And it's a four-hour event. Um, I want you guys go go to Sparrow Pictures and and get and retruth it and retruth it and get your tickets. I think it's like twenty bucks. You're gonna watch the premiere and then um, you'll be able to like ask questions and things yeah. like that. So I think it's a fundraiser. It's the same platform that they did for um, the online release of Two Thousand Mules. Oh, nice. With the plush. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, There was one more thing. Oh, guess what? We have a date and a location for Bards Fest. Bards Fest! If you guys want to join us, it's going to be in Flemingsburg, Kentucky. Kentucky. It's moved from Kansas to Kentucky. September 21st through the 23rd. Um, We, it's really, really exciting. We are working um, with Scott Kesterson on the outline of what it's going to be it has shifted several times according to what god wants you're going to be blown away but i'm going to tell you this the tagline is equipping the saints for the work of the ministry if you want to come and receive the fire of god and get your calling and your equipping to do what god is calling you to do you need to move heaven and earth to get there september 21st through the 23rd bards fest i will have we will have links for you guys but you can go to bardsfm.com i'm sure to get more information as it unfolds but and right if you now, guys prayed with us last night for um rick and don she is stable that's amazing praise god praise god okay guys we'll see you next time right here resistancechicks.com we love you god loves you smile. God bless. get those smile lines just, just do it exactly just do it as you need a maggie symbol that says smile just do it all right good night guys Let's go.